you and I met in church mm -hmm. back in, geez, you remember how many years ago it was? It was 03. It's, it's more than 10 years. It was 03. So 03. That is crazy. Yo. That is 19 crazy. Years. 19 years. Almost 20. We've rounded up to 20 years. That's crazy. That, but that can't be right because we met. I want to say I was out of high school. So I had to be at least 18. You were just exiting high school, but we didn't remember. We met and then it took us a while to realize, yo, this is a cool person. This is a person. Yo, this person's mad cool. You know, it took some time for me to get to know you guys. Um, I was going to the church and um, just getting to know you guys. I, I yeah. Your brother, actually, I, I kind of, your brother stood out to me first before you did. Mm -hmm. um, because your brother would say, um, he would say stuff that would like jump out at you. Like, Whoa, I, I didn't know that. Like he would just throw in some sort of nature fact that nobody <laughs> knows. Um, and you know, so he, he, he jumped out at me. Um, right. I don't know how it, we transitioned into like, yo, once hanging out over, regularly, like, out. Yeah, like seeing each other all the time. I don't know either. It just felt real natural. And it felt like, yeah. We, we got a friendship that from my side, it felt like once we started hanging out, that's why it's hard for me to remember when we met and how we met and stuff like that. Because I feel like you always been around, even right. though you obviously weren't. We didn't we didn't grow up in the same area, at least yeah, school, yeah. school age wise. But I feel like I, I known you forever and I've seen the evolution career wise, maturity wise, spiritually and, and family. And now we met when we were just kids, um, you know, relatively out of high school. You had just been in the Navy because you had been in the Navy maybe a year or two when we met. Yeah, it wasn't I would too say long. a year and a half at most when mm -hmm. we officially met. Definitely no less, no, no more. Um, and what was your what was your job in this? Like, because I remember you being barber. Was that your actual job or just something you didn't decide in the navy? You know how it works. Every division in the navy has like multiple responsibilities, and you mm -hmm, cycle mm -hmm. through there. So you're not just an engineer working in the engine. You might work on like a fire system, or right. you might work on a uh, an actual engine for like a few months and they cycle you so yeah the barbershop the laundry the um the ship store mm -hmm. and the vending machines those were our responsibilities right sounds lame um you made you made it look uh you had fun as far as maybe not on the job because i don't know because i wasn't there with you but yeah. you always seemed to be positive and, and, and as far as that goes it wasn't like good it was I know good. you. I know you wanted to get out pretty quickly. I knew. I knew that you were done with it. Um, well, but you didn't. You. I don't remember you carrying yourself like if this is a living. You know, uh, the worst thing in the world, and, and I can't wait to get out. And this is depressing me. Even though you might have dealt with that internally, but it wasn't something that I didn't. I didn't feel that you hated it. Like you it's had hard. some moments that you shared yeah. that you you had some good times. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, you guys helped because there was no way that. I was going to carry on like that around your family and around you guys in church and everybody from church. Church was a lot of fun for me. That's really my only socialization when I was in the service. Mm -hmm. um, the, my real worthwhile socialization beyond that, like I didn't go clubbing and stuff like that. And that's like a big thing that Navy guys do, like drinking and not socializing. Mm -hmm. That's always awkward for me because I was never into that. Right. Um. But church and you guys were right up my alley. I grew up in church. So that's why we hit it off kind of because you could kind of 
tell from the way I behaved. Mm -hmm. um, but I was actually depressed in the Navy. Um, and I dealt with it. I knew that the clock was counting down. I entered the military service uh, with that in mind, like mm -hmm. with the whole idea that I'm going to be here for some time. I'm going to do what I need to do, maybe get some college experience and, and get out and, and get out a better man. It wasn't, right. that, it wasn't that I got to the Navy and realized this. That was the, that was the aim the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it worked out for me. I, I stayed out of trouble. I didn't get any bad habits in the military that could crush your life, right? Like, you know, like with women or with like alcoholism or the law. You didn't get in trouble. The law, no, nah, which is, you know, it happens to a lot of sailors. And that's the big, the big, um, the big gotcha. But then you inundate yourself with uh, debt and responsibilities. And then when the time comes to leave, it's too hard of a decision to make and you gotta, you gotta, you need a job, you know, um, and the Navy is a job. So you're gonna, you're gonna be jobless again. You're gonna go back to being your 18 year old self. Right. When I left, I, I just avoided all that. And I kept myself clean of any type of anything tying me to the Navy. So when it was time to come out, it was simple. Um, and but when you left, so, so I remember, and this is, I don't know if you, you tell this story, if it's something that, that I don't, I don't think it's going to embarrass you, but I remember that you and I had conversations about there, there'd be certain times in the Navy throughout your career where you should be taking like tests or, or qualifications. And I remember you, you saying at one point you were like, I don't even study for them. I, I don't even care about them. I don't even like, I don't try to excel because I'm getting out of here. And I used to tell yep. you, but what's the point if you're there anyway? You're gonna do four six years. Why not move up in those four six years? And That's true. Like that that happened, right? If I remember yeah, that right, it's part um, of my psychology. And I remember looking at you like I, I felt like at that time I'm like, yo, this is crazy about him. Like, why, why wouldn't you want to improve? Mm -hmm. You're stuck here, so why wouldn't you want to improve at least for the last few years? Get a couple dollars more. Um, but it's interesting to me to to kind of see the difference in um, it's not even maturity because I think what happened with you was. You you grind it out and you push through stuff that you're passionate about. And the Navy wasn't something you were necessarily passionate about. Oh, no. Because then I see you now and now you're super driven. Like you're one of the few people. You're probably the only person I know. Actually, but you know what? To, to, to even give myself a little credit. You're one of the few people I know that's actually going in there and, and researching your own craft and getting better on your own and grabbing books and going to YouTube and learning more. Yeah. Um, so how how was it? We're talking about the the, the coding side of things. And you, you said that you started doing that stuff in high school a little bit, like you had the interest. So then right. you end up going to the Navy. But then what happened when you left the Navy? Because me and you actually, there was a time lapse where we lost touch a little bit in terms no, of like you, you transitioning back to Jersey. And there was some time, you know, the adjustment and getting back with family. We lost touch, I would say, like, if over a period of our friendship, touch probably decreased like twice. Uh, when I left the Navy originally, there mm -hmm. was lapses. Where I'm doing my own thing, you're doing yours. Mm -hmm. You know, social media isn't this big thing that we're using. So I'm not. Yeah, no, that's funny. That's we knew tone. each other before social media. Yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah, listen, man, let me talk to you for like an hour. Just talk. It's not going to happen. Or Yelsey. Look, uh, it's a flaw in my personality. I don't talk to family often. I don't talk to my dad often like that. It's just something that 
I feel like I don't have really have nothing new to share. I'm doing the same thing I was doing last month. And mm-hmm. next month, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm still going through it. Right. And the only thing that's new is perhaps maybe new problems. Yeah. yeah. I have some flaws within myself where it takes a lot for me to open up about that. And that's the only new thing. So I don't want to burden someone else with my burdens and mm-hmm. my trials and things that I'm going through. There's only maybe two men that I do that with. You know, one of them, you look mm-hmm. at him in the mirror every morning. Um, and then my best friend, Jose. And then mm-hmm. outside of that, I try to just keep stuff in. You know, I I even don't like sharing like happy periods, happy. It's, it's a real thing I got to work on. I don't like sharing happy things on social media about myself sometimes because I feel like, why should I share that? That's not how I feel right now. Yeah, I could smile for a picture, but I'm going through it right now. My family's going through some issues here. We're going through trials and tribulations around the house. And why should I like share this image of myself if that's not actually how I'm feeling at this state? But I got to stop that because life is a bunch of um, peaks and valleys, right? You know? It's never perfect. There's always going to be valleys and trials and things you're going through. Right. Um, so I got to work on that. But, but you know, you know, you know what's funny, though? Like, I, I don't I, I feel the same way you feel. And when you say you got to work on it, sometimes I feel like I got to work on it, too. But at the same time, I feel like I, I, I don't necessarily have to work on it because I got to a point, too, where I learned to accept myself way more than I used to. I, I right. used to feel like I had to address every little bit of feedback I would get from people. Back when I was way younger, for, for a small example, it's kind of silly, but it actually affected me when I was way younger. My my relationships with females in the past, when I was in high school, and even as far back as middle school, but talking about high school, when you're a little older and there's a better understanding, I used to constantly get criticized about the video game stuff. And I used to, like, for a long time, used to feel like playing video games was like a real negative thing that, I you know, something was wrong with me. And then I got older and learned, nah, I'm just going to accept me for me. I got certain hobbies, and the right person is going to accept those hobbies. Um, right. And I say that about communication too. Um, that, that I feel a hundred percent the way that you described. I feel the same way. Um, I think the difference between me and you is that I could come across like I got a real like um. It, it could be interpreted as aggressive or like you know condescending or arrogant probably, but it's yeah. just like my thing is, I got my friends that are closest to me that I could go months on end without talking to, and then when we pick up the phone. There's not conversations about, yo, you forgot me for like how long and now you calling me after all this time. What do you want? We understand that we got lives. Even as a kid, you, you got a life. You, you got a life. I got a life. Um, I'm not holding tabs on how long it's been since you talked to me um, yeah. because that communication goes both ways anyway. So it's like yeah. what I look like complaining to somebody and saying, yo, it's been three months since you called me. It's like, did, did I call you? Did I reach out? It's different if I'm blowing you up and you ducking me or, or, or you're just right. a non-existent. For a long time, like yo, I call this dude once a week for two months straight, and he doesn't even answer his phone. Then it's a problem. It's like yo, like we, you got a problem with me or something? Like well, what's up? You don't got a te- two seconds to send a text. But right. I'm the same way, and especially when I got a house, when I got married and got a house, I didn't. My mentality was I didn't get a house to go be chasing everybody else. I got a house to be even more secluded. Yeah. I don't, I don't be, I don't be inviting a ton of people over. I'm not reaching out to everybody to see what they're doing. I, I walk through the front door and I disconnect from the whole planet. Same here. You know, I'm, I always I lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. I lived in New York City and ask me how many times I went out clubbing. I lived yeah. in New York City for four, I think five years. Ask me how many times I went. the answer is zero. And it's probably uh, a socializing 
a person, a more social person's haven, I would say. Like, well, you're in New York City. My God, you can go out to a new neighborhood every weekend and experience mm-hmm. different cultures, like, like you, like you can't anywhere else in the world. Right. And guess where I was? I was home coding or gaming. Um, and I mean, obviously, it's not just because I'm uh, like I'm not antisocial. I'm a bit closed off to like socializing, you know, but I'm not antisocial. Like when I socialize, I'm very friendly. I'm, I'm a clown. I can get myself in trouble for being inappropriate, you know, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I just, you know, I, if I'm in a relationship too, I kind of, I play with the statistics a little bit. I can't get in trouble. You know, mini me can't get me in trouble if I'm, not out where there's <laughs> yeah now you you avoid you avoid the conflict ahead of time i get what you're saying i get what you're saying the statistics you know you, got, you uh, gotta be careful with yourself uh, right? before you all things yourself. you gotta understand you're a man a normal healthy able-bodied man <laughs> things come out when you're in a certain environment and so you you know you control that and limit that exposure and you you know avoid going through putting yourself in situations where you make mistakes as a man you know mm-hmm. something i've always done i learned that one of the first lessons i learned in the military and going back to that you mentioned uh my nature a bit in the military were like like why wasn't why didn't you try hard you're already in there mm-hmm. it's, it's a psychological thing for me i was like that in high school i, I was too. i was too i could I could I could pull out a I could pull a C or a B out of my behind uh, in any class um, without really much effort uh, unless it was maybe math mm-hmm. um, and and even then math is my thing so it's like people cheat off me I didn't even study for the test it's, <laughs> oh, um, I'm gonna get a B you know I'm gonna get a C unless the class is really challenging I, I might struggle with it to get a C that's really hard for me to get a C. Um, it didn't it took college it took like calculus too for me to have to be like yo i gotta put my head down to be Mm -hmm. able to get to pass this course right Um, and but you uh, went to college what did you go to college for did you go to college for coding i i did i did i went to college for coding because that's what it was instilled in my brain that you needed to do and you're coding uh, you, so off rip you knew you were going to code websites you didn't dabble in any other kind of coding it was coding for for web design i always knew i wanted to be i wanted to be a, a web developer since i was like 15 years old um i was exposed to it in high school and i i knew then this is the future i don't got to compile my code like let me break it down when you code it has to be converted into something that can be displayed as a program on the computer not websites a website i can make one right now and you don't anybody you can go to my website that i just put up on the internet and view it and use it and it's a program Mm -hmm. and and you don't have to download it all you got to do is go to the website and you're there using playing my video game using my program right when i saw that i knew yo why would i want to code on a for computers where people got to download it when i can just code for whatever device people want to come and consume my, uh, mm. my program i was like oh my god i just fell in love with it bought books and and that was it bob's your uncle 
That's funny because I remember, and you, I think you still do this, but there was a time where you would say that you would buy books and you were giving yourself homework. Like you would read a book and there'd be like a, um, almost like a challenge, like, a, a um, like in the book, it'd be like, they make this site. Like it'd, it'd give you like instructions and you were in there, like following the instructions and doing stuff just to sharpen your skills and learning different coding languages and stuff. I don't do that enough nowadays. Um, I did that because I had more time and now mm -hmm. I've got books here that I haven't read that I've had them for like a year. Right. Um, I mean, it's challenging, but at least you even but, got the books. At least you got the initiative to start it. Right. Like, and you've done it before and in time, you know, it comes in seasons right now. You're busy. You got a lot of projects going on in the house and you married and you got, you know, you have a daughter now, but the fact that you were doing that is crazy. And again, I think about <laughs> yeah, it looking back, that. like, well, this, will sum, this will summarize it really well. In in, in my senior year um, uh, for my computer science shop, which consisted of about 30% of my high school, high school's mm -hmm. um, classes, 30% uh, of my day was spent in computer science. Um, my senior year, I didn't even take class. The teacher told me to just go sit in the computers and he mm. taught the rest of the class uh, because of something I did. Uh, when I first arrived, in senior year, I took the book, and before Christmas, I had all the homework done all the way through June. Mm. Um, not that I like doing homework. I don't do homework for no class um, except computer science. Um, I Every class I, I step in college, every every class I ever take, I, I told my mom, I don't like homework. I'm going to school. I grew up in the Dominican Republic, and I'm used to going to school till midday in the Dominican Republic and going home, and the rest of the day is mine. Mm -hmm. Now I come to this country. And come to find out, we get home at 4 p.m. from mm. school. And we're yeah. out at 6 a.m. And it's crazy in this country how, I mean, I understand people got to work. But in the yard, don't work that way. You go to you go to school and come back home midday. Um, and it was a shock to me as a kid. So then on top of that, I have to do homework. And I'm getting home at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'm not doing homework. I'll pass the classes. <laughs> I'll go to school. I'll pay, I get perfect attendance. I'll be a nerd. But when I get home, my time is mine. And right. to this day, I still feel like they got to figure something out with that because often I see kids and I hear about their, they're telling me, oh, I got to do this homework. Like, I, I kind of get why this kid doesn't want to do the homework, you know? Part of it, I wonder, I, I wonder how much of it has to do with the economy of the United States, how it's set up, because the the reality is that school is used as a daycare. It, that it, is the reality. I, I kind of alluded to that. Yeah, no, it's, it's used daycare. as a daycare. It's, it's I need I need my kid to be taken care of for free from at least yeah. from like nine to four. Mm -hmm. give, give me time and maybe the kid could be alone like for that hour wait for me to get home or whatever but you know they, they need that time um I, I think the united states economy would, would collapse if you got rid of public school right um in, in terms of how, how that affects child care they're trying to change that in dr they're trying to be more like the united states or better or i mean I'm, I'm sure there's academic benefits i'm sure that there's studies and and i don't even like using i'm sure now that i said that i hear it come out of my mouth i don't even like that saying i'm sure because i'm not sure I imagine, <laughs> I imagine, because I don't know. I, I imagine that there's some studies that, that that talk about how long a kid should be in school and how much they learn. Because I remember hearing about that kids do better in the morning, and that's why they would shift the schedules because morning time the, the the brain is more receptive to information or whatever versus in the evening. In the eight um, hours of learning, honestly, um, it's inhuman. I I, I it's inhuman, <laughs> unreal, unrealistic. It doesn't work 
flat out, I'm going to go ahead and say that without looking at studies, based on just me going to work every day and as a programmer, learning is still every day something I got to do. And there's no way that my brain can learn for that long. I can't even work for that long, much less learn. <laughs> oh, there's no, you know what I'm talking about when you're picking up a yeah. program and you're trying to learn how to do the audio or whatever. There's a breaking point. We're like, yo, I gotta, I gotta put this down for a few hours. You know, um, you know what's funny? You what you're saying reminds me of something. I was I was thinking about you today because of course we knew we were gonna do this. And I was thinking about creativity and how different people express that, and how different people have different levels of creativity. And I feel like in the creative field, yes, you you hit roadblocks and you know, like, for example, if I'm working on a song. There's a time where mentally I could feel it. I'm 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 forcing it. I've I've hit my breaking point, and anything I do beyond this point now is going to be mediocre, or or it's not going to be up to par with what I want it to be. Um, and in the workplace that happens too. And I was thinking about you because you're a creative dude, like whether you realize it or not. I think a lot of people think creativity, and they go to music, art, um, art and stuff like that, like the arts. Like you're an actor, you're creative. You're a creative person in the problem solving. Like I, I see you get like like real excited about how I'm gonna be a problem solver. How I hear you talking all the time. Like I'm not even I, I vaguely know enough about coding because in college I started down the network security path. So some of the basics, some of the one on one with some HTML. Yeah, I like was actually not happy that you were doing. That. I remember. I was like, oh shoot. shoot. Yeah, I, I know the basics <laughs> enough to get myself in trouble and do my own like to set up some templates and and, and get the stuff I need done for my creative stuff. Um, yeah. but you would always get crazy fired up about the stuff that would frustrate me because my passion is not web development. Like I'd hit a roadblock and you get excited about that. Like I'm going to go into the code and figure out where this, you know, why this page is broken, why this link isn't working. And I'm going to solve that. And you get pumped up by like, yo, I solved that problem. Now that little link works yeah. the way it should. Yeah. It's something psychological wired in us, you know, I don't know at what point it gets wired, but, um, I think it has nothing to do with actual early exposure because I wasn't exposed to computers until later in life when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, when I no, came, you, you found, you found satisfaction in, in, in solving problems. Yeah. I think it's problem solving. Somehow it starts to feel rewarding to some kid some at, at an age. And at mm -hmm. that point, a lot of careers that, that deal in problem solving become very um, attractive to this kid's brain. And then, right. and, and that, that's what ended up happening with me. And yeah, I am, I, I used to think that, yeah, I'm not a creative. I'm a coder. I'm not a creative because usually at companies, they divide it differently. I'm not part of creative. I'm part of engineering. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, companies will define creative by the arts. Yeah, yeah the, the, the arts. So, like, mm -hmm. anybody working on, like, audio or, the or graphic like design, design, photography, that's, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's creative. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll even, they'll even uh, still to this day, you know, they'll, they'll say, we have a meeting with creative. Uh, today mm -hmm. at three, mm -hmm. guys, be ready. Have your questions, and it's true they are. I would say the essence or at a artistic level of creativity. Yeah, yeah, artistically, uh, it, it's it's like the real layman's the the, the vague cli it's cliche to just say the creative to, to say the arts. But something um, I've learned is there is art in problem solving. You yeah, have to be yeah. really creative to mm -hmm. be good at problem solving because mm -hmm. if you're if you're not, then you will not be able to solve problems every day like like how i do it's really my job to do that every day um, it took it took an incredibly I, i'm i'm impressed by such 
there's so many things like to this day that you and I could kind of nerd out about in terms of web development that other people take for granted. Um, it wasn't until I dove into like a little bit of the, the, the web development stuff in college and talking with you that I realized about just um, responsive web pages. Yeah, Something yeah. so simple like that. Like that takes a creative person to understand that we're living in a world now where every screen is a different aspect ratio. Yep. And to understand how great would it be to where every single screen I look at, my website looks correct, where all the information is where I want it to be. Because remember back in the day, you would go to a website on a phone and you would like sliding your finger around to see the whole page. And there was a lot of information being lost yeah. if you were on a smaller screen versus a bigger screen. And, and then remember, how effective is your website? Remember, Apple introduced pinch to Zoom. So before that, what did we do to Zoom? I don't even remember. I think we double clicked. Double click to Zoom, you know. There might have been a button like the magnifying glass or something. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't remember. I would have to get one of those old Windows. Um, what was it called? Pocket Windows. They, Windows? they had the, they, they had a whole bunch of Windows phones. The Q10, I think, is one that sticks out to me. That I think they had a phone like that. There was there was a lot of Windows based devices. BlackBerry had a lot of stuff like that. BlackBerry was dope, but even they. What they well, remember what they used to do was create mobile versions of websites, which right. were different websites, which right. is links, and mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that you that you could click with your finger and not have to fat finger. That's what it's called. The buttons, like fat fingering a button, would be like I'm trying to press this button and I'm clicking three other buttons at the same time because like this website wasn't built responsibly. Right. But yeah, I think uh, with your point about the level of detail is uh, once you come into the industry and you, and you start you get presented with this problem like. You don't know what this person's going to come to this website in or use this app. So don't assume they're coming in a computer. Once you are presented with that problem, then you have to find ways to like, okay, let's not assume he's on a computer. Let's make buttons this big because the human finger by on average is this big and whatnot. So let's make sure buttons are this tall, this fat. Let's make sure our text is also a certain size because we cannot assume he's on a big screen. We have to assume right. he might be on a small screen. And uh, once you start in that, the rabbit hole just keeps extending. You have to then assume, is he on a phone? What if he's on a screen reader? What if he's hard of hearing or hard of uh, his vision is, has issues? What right. if it's an elderly gentleman that can't even use glasses to improve his vision? So he's more than likely consuming your website through what they call a screen reader which reads out the text of the website to them. Um, and once you once you start reaching this level of depth and doing and like doing the homework on that, it makes you a way better programmer and you'll land jobs just from talking about it because they'll they'll know, oh my goodness, he, he's not just talking about what we want him to do. He's going he's talking about things that we hadn't even thought of. Yeah, addressing problems that you don't know you're yeah. about to run into it. They're like that, that's Law a great idea there, but did you consider these things? Lawsuits. Mm. People are lucky because accessibility people are, issues. People are lucky that this stuff, the government is behind on that. But there's tons of websites and tons of services that are used by people day to day that are liable and they're lucky they don't get sued. It's like not having wheelchair accessible doors at a bank or something. Like that's I'm crazy. Sure. There's got they they can hem you up, they just don't. But some of these websites, you tell me, are they as important as banks nowadays? Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think some websites are as important as banks nowadays? 
So in terms of what? I, 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 in terms I think, of like human necessity, like human importance and things. So you I'll, I'll answer your question a little bit longer than I need to. I think the internet is at the point where it should just be treated as a utility the same way that water and light is treated. I think it's a basic utility. I think there shouldn't be places in the United States that don't have running water and electricity, and there shouldn't be places that don't have internet. Bingo. Um, as far as websites, I think I've made this point before to, to some contention with some of my friends, but I've made the point that if you don't exist online, then you don't exist in terms of business. Yeah. Um, people deserve their privacy. And if you choose not to be involved, that's cool. Um, but business wise, that's that's my stance on that. In my opinion, it, it, that's how important it is. If you don't exist online, you don't exist. You really um, how, don't. Are, how are people finding you? How? Find you. I can't um, Google your phone number to call you real quick to see if you have what I need. I can't Google your phone number. Um, I would guess based on no data at all, just my gut feeling on how I act as a consumer is if I need a videographer, I'm going to go on Google first. I'm going to look for, you know, videographers in my area. Um, and then a close second is going to be Facebook. I'm going to go on Facebook and see who has pages, who, who in my area is doing this stuff. Um, Instagram is right, another right. one, but it might as well be Facebook at this point. Um, but you're going to go on social media and look for stuff and you're going to go on YouTube to look at people's portfolios as far as creative services go, um, which is huge. I was talking about it the other day um, with Jerome on the on the other episode. Now, now is the time where digital services, if you have a passion for that, this is your time right now. There, there's no excuse. If you want to launch a business, now's the time to do that. Um, if you want to go get a new job, now's the time to do that, to go earn more. Because there's so much stuff being delivered directly to consumer. There's so much stuff being delivered on a remote basis. What we're doing right now wasn't possible at the level of, of quality and ease that it yeah. is today. It wasn't possible, I want to say, even five years ago. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't this vital either. Consider the the, the, the pandemic. So and we know us as, us as guys that are like into this tech stuff, we know this is this is long overdue. We should have been doing this right now. We should have been doing this five, 10 years ago, especially so office jobs and stuff like that. Like I was having this conversation when I was working an office job, like seven, close to 10 years ago, explaining to bosses, why are we coming in? Why are we clocking into a desk to do this job? Do you not understand that you can take a computer home and do this at home? And I was trying to tell them from the angle of, you know how many accidents you minimize when people aren't coming into work? You know, yeah, there's nobody getting hurt on the job. Quality of life improves. Quality of life, man. People are not calling out all the time. How many people call out because you know what? I just don't feel like getting up and going in. Or they got to do something in the morning, and some jobs make it impossible. Where like, if you need to do something in the morning, then call out. Like, oh my goodness, you just lost half the day of productivity because this man couldn't couldn't um, take his morning to do something. Yeah, I needed to bounce for an hour or two and get right back to it. Um, there's so much stuff that we learned that contrary to the the, the previous generation's way of thinking, that can be task based. It's not, yeah. you know, it depends what field you're in, right? Because the, the the marketplace and the job place is, is very broad. But for guys like us, it could be task-based. It doesn't have to be done at 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning. It could be done at 2 in the morning. It could be done at 7 o'clock at night. Sometimes um, I stay up at night, and it's, nobody's paying me to work at that time. Like well, they know, And I'm the thing is, what you, what you get paid for, right, and, and, and what a good employer these days that recognize um, – you know, the way the modern world is working and should work is you give deadlines and you just hold people accountable to those deadlines. That's all you do. Bingo. Um, the need to poke your head in and make sure you're doing your job and what are you doing and are you on your phone? Are you having a private conversation? Are you on a website that you shouldn't be on? That That's silly. It's that passive aggressive way of management that we've seen has no place in the modern world. 
there, there's no need for it. They've crushed morale. And um, I think that's why they're having a hard time getting people back into the offices and people are struggling to find employees because people have gotten a taste of what it should be like. And now to pull them back into that old school mentality of now nah, you're here nine to five and I'm be watching the clock. And if you show up at nine oh one, I'm writing you up like people are not pay. willing to go back to that. And yeah. And oh, and, and, and if they felt for some time that pay was always inadequate. And now on top of that, you open their eyes to to those realities you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Of course, a lot of people are going to be like, wait, I, maybe I don't need to. I don't need this job. Maybe maybe I can just risk it and find another job. I just did find another job or work for yourself. I just did it. I just did it because the pandemic closed my company down. My company shut down. They laid me off. OK, I just went through that. I got a job. Now this job's They're being lame. What do you, they already they already experienced it, so they know it's not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's creativity um yeah creativity it's, it's unrealistic to take a person with a creative mindset and and tell them to to just be pigeonholed back into the old way of things um one thing that comes to mind right now is i think this is what we're seeing now for the first time pretty much job sites locally have to compete with the whole nation yeah um it's, it's you, been you happening it's you can't just go by, oh, well, the going rate here in, in, in Virginia Beach is, you know, $17 an hour. It's like, well, I could work technically. My boss could be in New York City. That and needed I could be to get paid a New York City rate. I kind of get it where, like, yeah, like you should pay a little bit more if you if you expect somebody to be living in New York City um, because of the cost of living. Um, but at the same time, there was there was there's a lot of synthetic fake i don't know what the word is but uh limitations that people are adding to professions just because of where it's at like oh i want to offer you less because you know oh you work out of this place you know it, uh, people don't make that much here who, who cares i live in new jersey you're hiring me all the way over there but i live in new jersey so pay me what i'm worth or i guess or, or lose me it could be complicated <laughs> it could be complicated because i see why that's important to do, to do that but at the same time that can create uh resentment between employees when they know ori in, in in new york gets paid 30 an hour but since i live in virginia beach i get paid 15 for doing the same exact job because of the cost of living you yeah, know what no, i mean I, like stuff stuff like that could happen and it's like it's hard to justify that and yeah sure you could go that into the economics and the facts about you know what the cost of living is this it still doesn't hurt the fact that i know this guy gets paid significantly more than me to do the same exact job if it, and we're talking about virtual positions that, that's what mm -hmm. we're talking about specifically yeah when yeah. you're doing virtual positions if you're coding a website and you live in, in in new york you would think that it'd be fair to pay me the same thing to do the exact same job wherever i am if it's a remote position so i guess that's yeah. something that'll have to be figured out kind of and ironed out in the world we're living in now what you're touching on is the complications that have arised since because of this current job situation. You're touching mm -hmm. on that. There's not all peaches. It's great right. to work remote, but it comes with some issues. And that's mm -hmm. one of the issues, you know. Um, when I got my job, it was pre-pandemic. I got my job in 2018, working remote. Um, and we didn't even we didn't even mention this. We didn't even really introduce my professional capabilities or whatnot, but hopefully people have picked up that I'm a programmer. Mm -hmm. um and with some about a decade of experience professionally but maybe like about 20 years of experience uh overall um, your program but break that because you know what's funny i don't fully know exactly what you do over there i gotta like i said i got a basic understanding because of my basic exposure to coding yeah websites and stuff 
but there's a difference between front end, which would be the, the stuff you see on the website. What, what most people understand to be the website would be the, the front end yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's the back end developer. That's actually, that's the guy making the website. Like that's, that's, that's for real, the guts and the, and the, how it works aside of the website versus yeah, front end yeah. development, where it's just the way it looks, you know, I, I took what somebody else built and now I'm adjusting the way it's going to display to everybody else. So what is it you're doing specifically? And you don't be bragging and stuff like that. So I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, but who's some of the stuff, like who's some of the cool people you work with? Cause you work with some cool, like you, you've done stuff that ended up on some big companies' websites. Yeah, no, I. Right now, if you go to exxon.com and that's that website was created by little old me. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only really we real website I can brag about because all the other projects are private. Like they're not hosted anywhere for, for public consumption, mm -hmm. like internal tools for, for clients. So you, um, so you right now that site, the, the way it looks right now is you or did it change since then? Oh, it, I made it in 2014. I obviously was not as good as I am now. But even back then, I was pretty good. Um, and to this day, it's still there. You go to Exxon.com or SO.com, which is their their worldwide name. Exxon right. is known as SO, um, E-S-S-O. And uh, that UI, specifically the user interface, the buttons, mm -hmm. images, and text, the way it looks on phones and the way it looks on tablets and computers. You want me to show it? You yeah, mind if I show it? You can go right ahead. It's Pretty simple website. Um, it's simple. So you, uh, so you, so you're the guy that made when I put my mouse over this, that gets that shade and the blue line comes up and yep, that all those things that this this stuff to me is is I can't stress enough how taken for granted this stuff is. It seems so simple. Um, yeah. and especially in the world of so I look at this and this kind of leads me to the next question. And this is super clean. This it's website, so clean, right? <laughs> That's it's why it's clean. still there because it loads. It loads why instantly. Do to, why do they need to redo it? It's it does everything they wanted to do. Um, they they're not going to redo it for what you know. This is a big portfolio client, man. This is something that you could be bragging about. I I I go through. I struggle with that at, at work sometimes when it's time for to interview. I, I don't like bragging about myself. Um, I'm super. It's not that I'm shy. It's not that I don't think I'm good. Or have done incredible stuff, but I have a hard time with that. Like I just something I don't know. I just don't like bragging, even though when we have arguments with friends and stuff like that, I oh, come, is off, we I come off like you know how I come <laughs> yeah, off. yeah, yeah. But not yeah, yeah, yeah. with strangers, I don't do that. Like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> That's the trick. You have to know a person. You you got to know a person to understand. Um, because I'm the same exact way. Um, <laughs> I can come I, off I, like this. Snob, this guy thinks he's smarter than me. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll you face on, yeah, I'll tell you, I'm way better than you. I'll yeah. crush you in oh, this, yeah. and I, I will wrap circles <laughs> around you, and I will draw better than you, and you ain't nothing. Uh, that's um, me, you know, that comes out of me with the anger, you know, but and the video games as well, not with strangers, <laughs> yeah, no, with strangers, I, I, I don't. And if it ever does come out, I'll let them know I'm joking, like, you know, you, yeah. it's just jokes for real. Because to be honest, at the core, and I think you're kind of the same way. Um, I, I'm in my core. I'm super shy, man. I'm not, I'm not an outgoing person. Um, you're actually better at it. You're one of my friends that can go into a room and, and, and be outspoken and kind of introduce yourself and kind of, you, you shift the energy a little bit without being too, um, you, you said clown, but I don't agree with that. I don't, you, you're just a personable dude and, and you know how to, um, you know how to make people laugh and smile and make them feel good. Um, me, I walk into a room and I'll be super quiet and they're like, this dude's angry. I'm like, nah, I'm shy, man.
you, you got to <laughs> take a minute to break me out of my shell and you get me right. going and we'll have some fun, but I'm not, I'm not the guy. And yeah. I've accepted that. I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't need to be. You've been this way your whole mm -hmm. life. I, let me tell you, that's why your brother was the first person to have an impression of. I didn't know he was your brother at the time, but then when mm -hmm. I put two and two together, Oh, these guys are brothers. Oh, right. okay. But yeah. he stood out first before I met you. Before I remember you, I remember your brother. I uh, used to sit next to him. He, me and him, we, um, we're kind of kindred spirits when it comes to, like, nature and, like, um, history and, like, technology and science and things like that. We, we often shared a lot of stuff about that. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, but it's, I think it's also because of your nature. You're, you're a little bit more reserved, um, before, uh coming out out of your shell you know what happens that way and, and i've learned this too just a lot of reflection and thinking back to stuff because i i live in my head i'd say too much but it, it it is what it is um but i i realized that that comes from being hurt at an early age the, the, you know and, and stuff that's minor right but it piles up and people process hurt and trauma differently and I say yeah. trauma, not to exaggerate and stuff like that, but it it is trauma. It's like, you know, you, you deal with betrayal, you deal with heartbreak. Um, and I think at a real early age, I was dealing with stuff with different relationships to where I learned, like, you know what, I'm going to just shut down, put a, a serious face and keep distance. I kept distance. Um, yeah, and I, and I think the people that, that I allow into my life, because I'm selective like that, um, I try to be as as loyal as possible. I, I, I try to be the person that could be counted on um, as much as possible. I, I hope that that's what I end up being um, because I just don't I, I don't let a lot of people in my life, at least not close to me. And I don't have open conversations with everyone either. Like there's very few people that I will tell about um, any marital problems, any family yeah. problems There's very few. I, I don't go spouting out my business to everybody. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. But and I'm similar in a lot of ways, but um yeah, and it's funny because that, that that's that's shown a lot in business too. Um, that's why me and it, it, Matt Matt and myself we make a good combination in terms of that because in business, I could be um there's a place for there's a place for being serious and kind of has some distance, but you do need an outgoing person, you need an outgoing personality, especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time. You got to kind of break out of your shell and force that. And, and I've been working on that, I've been way better at that these days. Um but there was a time where now nah, that I, I definitely need somebody next to me that's going to kind of like shoulder that side of the load and, and help be that smiley face and in the introduction and stuff like that, because it takes a lot of work to get that out of me. When, when I do get in that mode, it's, it's a lot of energy and, and, and being conscious of the way I'm speaking and the way I'm looking to kind of set the right tone the way I want to when I'm when I'm meeting somebody in business. But we got we got sidetracked a little bit. I think it's important to go into. The, the the coding and the stuff you're doing because i got a i got a question you, you said a few things that i, that I wanted, wanted me like, to like talk about the, the the web like a little bit about the history and because you said and what you said something important we were talking about how sites get developed right and you got to yeah. be conscious of of accessibility issues and stuff like that so yeah, when yeah. you make a website because i start thinking about the parallels between video production when yeah. you make a website um are you making it to address all those issues or do you identify who the core user is going to be and then you make it for that person it's both it's both okay. you can't do you can't just pick one um mm. you got to go in and see which i uh, like currently my current employer uh we make a product that is for computers only very little very little um goes into uh like production for cell phones or for smaller screens 
So, why why is it only I mean you don't got to give up what you're doing but why is it for computers only like why why is it it doesn't belong like you don't you don't even consider yeah. cell phones and and what you mean is the website you build the app yeah, only they call it a web app now you know because it's literally no difference between like an app right like what is the difference you know so you guys you guys are working on websites that are only for the intended to be on a desktop right or a laptop right like it, it's, it's on a, a larger screen you're I'm not sure. making considerations for iPhones and Android and stuff they're like not that. These are tools that are used by enterprises and they're just, they don't want to spend any money at all mm. on like, what if somebody's viewing are viewing it on a, on a small screen. Think for example, uh, somebody, the people that make the interface when you're buying food and you're buying it at a kiosk, right? Mm -hmm, whoever mm -hmm. made that, whoever makes that little app, they could use, they could use web technologies or they could use, um, like native technologies to write that code. Uh, they would more than likely not really pay any attention to uh, what if somebody views this on a on like a cell phone screen or or a watch. Right, I get it. I get that. it. You know, it's it's being made for something. It's very specific, and 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 that's it. And if you spend any more time on that, you might be wasting your time. Unfortunately, right. I love to cross out all all types of scenarios. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's, it's, it's costly to go in there and say, let me knock out this feature and make it so that uh, when somebody views the site on the phone, that could add a, like half of your half of the time into production. Um, because then uh, you have to create like solutions for what, what happens to this image when it shrinks? Does it still um, display the same message we want to convey? Mm, right? Because mm. images aren't there for pretty pictures. They're, those images on that Exxon website, they're there to convey a sort, a type of message. Um, right. And if you shrink the screen and the, and the, and the image don't shrink right, you've lost the, the, the image might be off center. The, the, the subject, you do photography, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. The mm -hmm. subject might not be in the center or might not be in focus. Now what? You, the image is useless. So you got to spend time to do that. And if you're spending half of the time on production for, uh, for a screen that literally like nobody's going to be able to use to view the, the tool, uh, then yeah, that, that, that is deemed a waste of time by, by like my employer, for example. Right. So why, so to people that don't know, cause I think this is um, a general perception um, and I don't want to talk you out of a job or, or, yeah, no, or make it feel like you're, you're a all, dinosaur, right? It's all open. It's all, so everything's open. So here's Fair the game. thing. Why, 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 why do I need an Oriolsi? When yeah. I can go to Wix or Squarespace or or, or the, why 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 what what are you bringing? What's the what's the skill set you're bringing, and what's the need for somebody like you in a okay. world of templates and 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 UIs uh, that do it without coding? Yeah, no, in a world, um, not everybody needs me. People that used to need in this world today, people that used to need me back in the day, don't need me no more, um, because these tools have come out that have empowered a lot of users. All you've got to do is be able to read and follow instructions. And you can get like some basic stuff going and do probably like 90% of what everybody needs a website for can be yeah. done by a normal user, normal computer user. Just, or you know how to use Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel. You can probably make a little site for that little business you have. You don't need Oriosi. And to be clear though, but behind the yeah. scenes, the code that you would create as a programmer is being created when you do Wix. Right. Like when, yeah. you, when you go to Wix and you move this box around, there's still on the back end a code being generated on your, you know, your, your CSS cool. that's telling you 
you know, uh, uh, this block is here at this many pixels at at this, you know, this grid on the screen, you know, that exists still. The program is just these guys have taken the initiative and they're they're geniuses. This is creativity at work for real. When you had the foresight to understand, um, we can actually make an interface to where people can do a lot of great work on their own without having to get us involved. And they take the time and effort to make, I'm going to make a program to where you just drag stuff around and the Mm -hmm. program is smart enough to know it's just going to be writing code and you don't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. This is genius, right? Um, it's genius stuff to be honest with you. Uh, but you get involved with what now? So obviously there's going to be some people that, that, that Wix and templates is not going to be enough. I I need something very specific, right? Who needs me is, um, well, if you want a custom-made project with custom features that are not available to you at Wix, you know, complexity that just goes beyond what you can do on any of these uh, website template builders, then you're going to need a guy like myself. Um, if you want some consultancy and you want to inform yourself and you want to, like, just, you know, who do you reach out to? Well, you can right. reach out to a guy like me. I don't charge for consultancy. Everybody that has ever reached out to me for advice has been like a friend or an acquaintance. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to charge a guy for talking to him for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, even though I can make a business out of that. Um, but, you know, obviously I'm very informed on trends and standards and best practices and things like that when it comes to the industry and what you can and should do, what tools are available to you. You know how many times I could have stepped in and done something for you, but because I knew you know, he needs something that he can modify himself. He, mm-hmm. if I do mm-hmm. something for him, it's going to be so complex. It's going to be impractical. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be shafting him. He'll probably, he'll probably offer to like, give me a hundred bucks or whatever. Give me something for my time. But at the end of the day, I might be shafting him because I'm making something that is not going to be as useful to him. If he just went with the simplest solution that he can tweak himself and go with that. And again, I'm not talking myself out of a job. I'm trying to say that people don't need me i'm just saying the general uses of a website nowadays are just to to get people get an online presence get a phone number get some contact information and some maybe some images and some uh videos to display Mm -hmm. what you do um now once you start talking about features where i want somebody to shop on my website even that is becoming a bit more trivialized but yeah it can get complicated and if it starts to get complicated then you need a guy like myself or if you want to add features like I want to be able to like use somebody's location to create this uh, this um sort of like experience that's like unique and and uh, unique to that person based on their location and some of this detail that we have of them. Then of course, yeah, you need myself, right? You you need uh, something that um uh, that goes beyond what you're able to build. Like anybody stepping into animations or stepping into like programming features that require um manipulation of data mm-hmm. it starts to go outside the realm of like what's possible on these little uh, website builders and things like that yeah. um but where do, where do you like, see the focus going though like so it's going in that direction literally i in my day job that's why i was laughing earlier when you were t- describing these tools my day job is i work on a tool that allows you to click and drag functions that are the user doesn't know that they're clicking and dragging boxes uh, they're actually coding Python. So mm. I'm literally taking Python developers out of a job. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not, not really, not really. You can't really do that. Um, you, right. And, and that's what I'm alluding to earlier, what I was saying. Uh, I guess I didn't really say it, but 
you cannot take me out of a job. Um, even with these little tools, these tools are empowering basic users to to do something, empower them to make mm-hmm. websites and do little make little things for themselves. But they're not taking me out of a job because um, that's not my job. It, it was it hasn't been my job since I was in, in high school. Once yes, I, it sounds like I, what you're saying. It sounds like what you're saying. No matter what, you you have a job because yeah. the the job is not going away. It's just shifting, right? Like maybe yeah. your end, maybe your end um client is changing now. Where yeah. back in the day, it might have been directly to the business. Like Tony has a videography business. I don't know squat about websites. I just know enough to know I need a website, and then I would have to go to you. Versus now, your end client might be an organization making interfaces, making programs. To where now I'm maintaining that program because, and that's what I want people to understand. When you go to Wix, when you go to Squarespace, you're not circumventing the fact that everything is running on the backbone of HTML, Python, and and, and, and all the you know all the all the coding languages. Yeah, it's still running on that backbone, and that code is still being created no matter what. I you just don't like see it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you might you you might lose um the client of the direct to consumer business. But you're still gonna always have a job because these companies making this is always gonna be maintenance, things break. Um, there's always gonna be improvements and and, and user feedback new where standards. like new mm-hmm. web standards are coming out with new features. So somebody has to code that into that website. Somebody, right. an engineer like myself, has to go add this feature. Oh, we want to be able to add uh, a function that allows people to control the website using voice control. We want Wix mm. wants to enable that. Okay, let me create a component. That you the users can click and drag into the page and it enables voice control what are you guys doing in the vr space my company is doing nothing unfortunately <laughs> that but when space. i say when i say you guys like what so what do you oh, see like web developers doing it in the vr space yeah. vr space is growing very slowly much slower than i thought it would be growing there was a mm. boom earlier when playstation and um and my made their move um, I thought it was going to skyrocket. Uh, there are some limitations with that that I seem to be preventing, probably cost. Um, but it's so dope. I cannot wait, honestly, to get rid of my screens. I use so many screens. I use three screens, and sometimes I feel like I need four. Mm. Um, and once we get competent uh, augmented reality, which in my is my favorite version of this whole VR thing, um, I'll give it Glass, a glasses, and then you see screens right. in your actual living yes. room and stuff like that. And you know how much more elegant the home would be if screens that like productivity screens are gone, and all you have is entertainment screens. Your productivity screens are replaced by glasses you can put on and, and just be productive and, and not really introduce these jarring objects into your like space. Wise, it would be incredible. You'd have the screen the size you wanted. I mean, yeah. VR is the same way. It's just VR is a little more um. Not obtrusive. It's 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 more involved in that you're disconnected from from the world. There's a complete disconnect, which is cool. It's cool on an entertainment level. Yeah, you can disconnect from the world and plug into the matrix at will, however you want. Um, when they're doing stuff like metaverse and you see all the VR stuff, is that is that uh are those game developers or those web developers or is that a combination? A combination. Uh, those Mm. those technologies are still being standardized. Like standards are being created for like how should we program this. You know, first they make standards, and then it becomes like more um, used by or used by a lot more teams. But until they make standards, everybody's like cowboying it. You know, like shooting from the hip. 
Once they mm -hmm. make standards, like the standards bodies that control the web technologies, there are some standards bodies that dictate how things should operate. And, and the companies like Microsoft and Apple can chip in and say, no, we want it to work this way. Or we want it to work that way. Right. Um, and, and then the standards body can say, you know what, you're right. That does make sense. And they'll, they'll add it to the standard. And then it becomes a best practice for us to use that method. Uh, once that happens with like uh, VR stuff, it'll reach maturity to the point where uh, more and more projects will will use that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But until consumers can get their hands on these projects, it, it'll be niche, you know? I was looking forward to buying some uh, VR headsets that they have for developers that are very cheap to just start coding on them. I even did some like work on like basically keeping myself up to date. But it's been like three, four years. It hasn't materialized into like something that that I see even in the next two, three years becoming like big, right? Big to the I point guess, like how watches became big, right? How big, how fast watches out of nowhere came and that suddenly you have to, if you're working on a website, you got to start considering watches. You, oh, for, uh, yes, for, for coding and, and, and yeah. stuff like that, the format. That was yeah. quick. It, it was instant. Watches came into the field. Suddenly, is your website uh, iOS? I, I forget what they call it. iWatch? I forget. Uh, it might be WatchOS. WatchOS. Is it WatchOS ready? You know, is this Android? That's wild. Uh, Android Wear ready? Is it, you know, suddenly, That's Mac crazy. quick. Alexa and, and HomeKit integration too, right? Like, yeah. is your website Alexa ready? It, Can it I say Alexa, quick. take me to this site Actually, or whatever? When the product when the product comes out and is very successful, it happens very quickly. Suddenly, everybody wants to have make sure that you have uh, accessibility when it comes to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, yeah. a little, you know, it's funny talking about the VR stuff, a little bit of a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory that, that I've been kind of like having my eye on between the pandemic forcing everybody to stay home, right? Worldwide, but we could speak for just the United States. The pandemic forced everybody to stay home. I think it's interesting that companies go into, you know, we're hearing about NFT and all the blockchain stuff and, and that in the layman terms, what I what I tell people, what you just need to understand is that digital assets are going to become just as valuable as physical assets. Whether you agree with that or not, whether you accept it or not, there's digital assets will be of the same value, if not more than physical assets. Um, for people that don't agree with that, then if you have kids, go ask them how much they care about their Fortnite skins. Yeah. And you start wondering how you could translate that over to adults and, and, and not just skins for your metaverse character, but maybe you can own the first digital version of this piece of artwork or the first, you know, song or, or there's going to be limited quantity release songs that go, you know, with the NFT that, you know, you, there's only a hundred of these MP3s put out and this is the original and you have validation to say you have the original i say all of that to say compounded with the pandemic forcing everybody to stay in the 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 quick like rise of nft artwork and and, and you know the the nft creative side of things um and then you're hearing about metaverse and vr i start to wonder on a conspiracy level it's like how much um interest do these companies have in pushing an agenda that keeps people inside when they're delivering a product that lives inside your home. I mean, it, it's like the, 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 the virtual reality, like Facebook pushing the whole, they changed their name to meta. And it's not a coincidence when you talk about metaverse, mm -hmm. um, just to have dibs on that name and yeah. to have this push of like, I now want to control your, your digital life because yeah. companies have realized that we you as consumers 
value our digital presence just as much as we care about our homes. Like I want my home to look nice and I want my digital presence to look nice too. And if there's a way to monetize to where my little avatar or my Facebook page has a unique, uh, uh, feature has a unique feature that maybe yours doesn't because i gave facebook 10 bucks so my facebook page has a black layout and maybe an mp3 music player up there and you don't you know the little things like that and then you get into the metaverse it's like no i want my avatar in that metaverse to have this type of clothes and stuff like that okay give me a couple dollars um it's just interesting on, on, on the world that we're living in like how much I don't, I don't want to be any kind of like a, a, a pandemic denier or a COVID denier, stuff yeah. like that. But it's just, it's something that I'm keeping my eye on. Like how, how long is this going to go on and who's going to be the ones that are the most outspoken about it? Because who is this going to benefit from? Companies are going to find a way to benefit from this whole thing. And I think they are already. Yeah. Big time. Um, I don't think you, you called yourself a conspiracy theorist. Not a conspiracy theorist. I, I think, I think <laughs> that, I, yeah, because you agree with it. But I, I think on a high level, it's kind of like- no, a, it- it's obvious, especially once you um, like when you keep up to date with technology, like how I have to, like how I have to. Um, mm-hmm. It benefits. It, it benefits them for us to stay inside. Best practice. It's considered best practice. You have to. I've read books. I have books. I'm looking at some books here on standards on how to keep people engaged. It's, right. it's a psychology right. uh, to that, and you have to. Pay attention to that. Even when I'm not trying to be sneak, sneak, uh, sneaky or psychologically play games with people when I'm working on a user interface, but there are standards that they expect of me based on human psychology. I can't put a button somewhere on a page, say, click here for this, and then it does something else. So mm. that's like a small example of the type of transaction going on between a programmer and a user. Like you have to follow best practices. You have to follow their studies on human psychology, how people interact with web pages. If a web page doesn't load quickly, what are the odds of them staying or navigating away or opening another app because something is taking too long? Mm-hmm. So you have to follow these. That's why like Facebook will load up like gray little boxes when you're when it's loading because you trick the user into thinking it's loading. It's not, it hasn't loaded anything. It, it, the app is just, showing you dummy content so that you hang on psychologically it feeds your brain's information and says hold on just a bit longer something's coming um mm-hmm. and in 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 a lot of ways it, this extends to like deeper it extends to something that i don't like i don't have i haven't always agreed with and to touch on your on your what you mentioned i, I don't like the the trends and where they're going it, they bother me um the 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 digital living trends but part of me accepts and understands it as inevitable the moment that music went from being physical to being totally digital at this point i guess it honestly when you think when i think about it it's shocking that it's taken this long for mm-hmm. there to be unique items particularly when it comes to music i mean think back i can't rem- i wasn't really a of, I didn't have money back then, but I can only imagine how valuable it would have been to somebody in the 1980s to have something unique from Michael Jackson. I can mm-hmm. only imagine. Right. Because even now, like, I would go bananas if I had something in here that was f- from that man, signed by him or whatever. Like, yo, nobody else in the world has this item. 
And as far right. as it, and, and the way I understand it, that's that's <laughs> the that's one of the biggest benefits of, of things yeah. being NFT based. Right. There's people that I got into a debate on with some online people that I talk with. Um, some people go into like the NFT is actually bad for the environment because you know the 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 the, the way they they broke it down like they, they, how much, for example, like crypto mining. You you've heard mm -hmm. how like um the, the the amount of energy it takes to to mine some Bitcoin and crypto is destroying the planet. So people were breaking down to me like you know did you know that NFTs what it takes to you know mint this stuff and way more stuff than I understand it. It's some people me. say it's just it's going to destroy the environment. It's beyond me. A lot of those calculations are beyond me. Like I don't keep up. It is. But I, right? but I say that I the positive is what you're talking about, though, yeah. because there was a gap, right? Like in the 80s and in the 90s and some of the 2000s, physical media had value. I'm sitting in a right. room. I did, maybe one day I'll show it on yeah. camera where I have a whole entire closet behind me full of video games, the actual discs and the cases and all that stuff and collectibles. There was a time where there's, there's value in that. And that stuff still holds its value to this day to a certain extent, especially the collectors. Yeah. But then there was a time frame where everything went digital mm -hmm. and there is no resale value. The, none of that just exists in any way. I can right click save and everybody else has the exact right click saved file on their computer, on their smartphone, everything. Let me put it to um, you this way. I used to buy video games and before I pop the video game in, I'm consuming the little data booklet. I'm looking at the data music, booklet. Music. We used to the read the, we read the, the credits. There'd be lyrics yeah. in there. Um, Every album that, cover would have like pages in the back behind it photographs of the of the of the artist and things like remember that the, remember the blueprint that had the um the blueprint paper in the booklet yes of course yeah. <laughs> I all that stuff is gone and well, it's, it's, it wasn't replaced with something well it's it being replaced now though. so 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 there there's yeah. now a rebirth in that whether and i think a lot of people are not going to understand it because they're going to be like i could just right click and save that picture yeah you can have it that's not the original and there's value in having the original there's yeah. value in having the limited run that these are, are, are validated and it says this this is of that limited run you might have the copy and pasted mp3 but that's not the limited run that that was put out you know that that that, 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 that from the originals right um the other side of it as a creative that i see is that for the longest there was no um participation on the creator side when something was resold so I sell, I get a physical game. I, I go to I, I go to Walmart and I buy my video game for 60 bucks, 70 now these days, right? But you buy the game for 60, 70 bucks. I go then sell that game to GameStop or I sell it to RLC for 30 bucks. Yeah. That creative team does not see anything from that 30 bucks that I sold it to you for. And in the NFT world, you can create these contracts to where it's like, no matter how many times that's sold, I get a percentage of that. Wow, I didn't it, know that. It's just traceable. You have wow. this and it's in an NFT contract to where, okay, Tony bought it from me for 70 bucks. When Tony goes and sells it for 50, I get X percentage out of that. When Orielsi sells it, I get X percentage of that in perpetuity. Wow. And this is something I see that's good for the creatives. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in the music, if you're in the digital arts and stuff like that, any kind of digital media, I think it's incredible. It's incredible. And people are using it now, these NFTs to kind of lead you, the smart guys, they're doing it to open up doors in real world. It's like if you have this NFT, we're gonna let you come to this party or this club, or or, or you know that you get you get access to this event if you own these NFTs. It has real world. It's it's having it has real world application. Real world it's value. Dual. Yeah, real it's, world it's dual value. application. It, it's, yeah, it's, I get that. That's that's the way you do it. That's um, dope. You know, there's so much of it is dope. But and I'm not scared of it. I, I think a lot of people are scared of it. Um, I am. If you I am to an, to an extent. What what scares you about about what NFTs, blockchain, uh, digital media? No, what? just uh, 
digital at digital aspects of our digital life gaining more value is scary to me um and i'm not i'm not like a what do you call it like conservative to the point where like, i don't like this stuff i'm open to it but and i see <laughs> the value in it but it is scary to me because i you know it's like we're traveling down this um this road we're on we're on a skateboard and we're not exactly in control of everything we're traveling down the skateboard and gravity is handling a lot of it for us we're just staying on and right. um and what's scary to me is and this circles back to an earlier point in the conversation when i mentioned something about my persona about how i behave on like social media and sharing happy moments and things like that what's scary to me is um and something you mentioned earlier that you said that you were like a bit of a conspiracy theory, like how much of these companies like vying for our, our attention and, and having us live our lives within these capsules they've created for us. Do they, you do better they feel, believe, do they feel that fear to keep us better home believe because they have a product that. that needs us to be home? They're doing that. They want our time. They want our attention. I don't remember if it was Netflix or not, but somebody made like this meme where like Facebook was literally sitting there talking about like, oh, he's looking at a video of like, uh, of like t-shirts. Uh, why don't you load up that, load up that ad we got for that company. Yeah, 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 put that in the, in the feed, put that in there next. Like it, 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 it made like a caricature of like Facebook, but it's true, it's real. And it's coming to, it's going to be even more valuable now. It's going to be implemented inside of VR. And I don't, I definitely see people at one point feeling like their digital lives are way more valuable than their real lives. Mm -hmm. And that's sad. It's happening already in a big part. I'm part of it. I'm on social media. I, I, I have a, I have a social media addiction. I, I, I won't deny that. Um, what do I mean by that? You know, um, I mean, like I get joy out of having someone reach out to me. If my brain, appreciates that um but it comes at a cost it, it, my attention my, my concentration my ability to focus is hindered by that so that's i have why to take I took, that's why smart watches off i used to have an apple yeah. watch and i went back to just like a traditional watch yeah um, i do not con recommend smart watches nobody mm -hmm. and and also i recommend taking steps against even your phone um i'm like i i've, I've been progressing that uh, throughout the years like yo this thing needs to get out of my get out of my face um I'm, I'm i'm with my family i'm at a restaurant i'm leaving this in the car you know i'm i'm not dealing with it and it's mm -hmm. because like a lot of these websites and services instagram and facebook and all that stuff they're really good at tapping into what makes us happy and it's cool like it's cool to see what tony's doing and have people react to a lot some project i'm doing around the house and people my cousin's reaching out. I love being in touch with my cousin in the Dominican Republic. I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for WhatsApp. Um, but part of me is also hyper aware of my own, like my own faults as a human and things like my brain can like uh, fall into. And I'm afraid that as digital things become more valuable, digital worlds become more detailed, more like realistic to the point where like, I can put on this visor and I'm, I'm in halo. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Can you imagine what my brain is going to feel? I already <laughs> experienced this, by the way, it was mind blowing. I had my mind blown in Philadelphia 
with a VR Halo demo, I got to experience that. Only few people have been able to play because it's not a, a product. Mm-hmm. I got to play Halo 3 inside of a VR environment. It was unreal. And I was like, oh, my God. oh my goodness. Like, I need this. And I had a Halo addiction before. And like, I got rid of that at one point. Um, but it's scary. It's coming. <laughs> but it's People not. It's, I, out of their, the digital worlds to eat and dive back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I will add. Um, and, and not that you implied this, but I, I think that it's not necessarily all doom and gloom because we've seen the benefit of because of social media, because of video games. We talked about it all the time. It's like, yo, thank goodness that Call of Duty Warzone came out and it was free to play because we yeah. started talking to friends that we hadn't been talking to on a regular basis. And now we're talking. Yeah. And um, I, I've, I've learned to use video games specifically as a way to keep in touch with my friends. Because it's like, like you said, it's like we're not always going to call and, and have the, the one-on-one conversation uh, about that. We, we're not wired that way. You and I are not. We're grown um, men, though. And that's but, the thing. I think, like, industries, that needs to be standardized. And I, and I hope that somebody leads the way. Um, Like, life is forcing me to manage my time, to be, um, to say, you know, I can't game tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I gotta... that's, that's just how it is. That's part of growth. You get you get you're married, you you have a daughter now. Um, and you've been doing good at that. You disconnect sometimes from, from the world and, and put your head down and, and, and deal with stuff. Um how, how have you been pretty much managing that stuff? Because it's we're talking hard. about growing it's so hard because <laughs> I, I so it's like a twofold question, and, and one's gonna be kind of the longer way around to get to a point. With the skill set you have, I would think that you would end up working for yourself. Not not everybody wants to. Because you, you got the quality of life that you want and you're happy and you're seeing growth and stuff like that and you're meeting the goals you have. But do you ever think about seriously doing something on your own? Because I feel like, for example, the skill set I have and the skill set you have, I feel like companies need to capitalize on that more. Because you tell me if I'm wrong. From a web development side, I feel like web developers are always hungry for content. It's like I, I could code everything, but where are the pictures? Where's the video? Where's the graphics? Where are the assets at? Um, I feel like that would be a constant, like pulling, pulling teeth. Like, yo, I, I need more pictures. This, this website's going to be trash if I don't have the pictures. Um, those are problems that you can't necessarily solve unless you go in and get stock stuff. So I feel like, yeah, there should have been that. There's, I feel like it would be a powerhouse if you had a, a, a great coding guy like yourself. And then me, and it's like, okay, you're the coder. And then you just tell me straight up, yo, I need video of this. I need this picture. Go get it. I'm coding this. And that's a crazy business to launch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, have you it's have you thought common. about seriously doing that? Are you doing any of that? Or are you kind of good where you are and you don't really give it thought? Um, I have at times, but part of my nature is to solve problems that are in my face and mm-hmm. not necessarily tackle ones that are like in the background. And because I've always been employed and making decent money, um, there's this legwork that needs to happen. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. you to dive into a business that I haven't taken on and call me lazy. I don't know. Um, you know, it might not I be value my, have to be. I value my time off so much that mm-hmm. I will cut off certain things if um if there 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 are if they are interfering with my time right. off. Back in the day, a few years ago, something interfered with video gaming, it's not happening. Is going away because I don't have a lot of hobbies outside right. of 
coding. Um, right. I love music and listening to music. And I used to play music at one point. And unfortunately, in my teenage years, I, I grew away from that. Family situations forced forced things, responsibilities, and, and it just starts becoming a hobby. It stops becoming a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so nowadays, I don't socialize, but I do play video games. And I don't like to this day, and probably until I pass away from old age or whatever, um, video gaming is going to be my primary way of entertaining myself. Yeah, um, me too. And to the point of like the how I would need to sacrifice that to start a business, and I haven't mm-hmm. done it. And and I'm telling you something I've known forever. Like that's what I need to do to start a business. I need to spend time reaching out to clients. And putting myself out there, once I get one, two, three clients, I could probably quit my job with probably like three clients. Um, yeah. Quit my job and dedicate myself to that. It's a dream of mine. I'll probably get it done soon. I don't it's know. It's a dream to have your own business? Yeah, it is. Uh, to have like a team out in Dominican Republic that um, that services me or, or is my company that services uh, clients out here in the United States that need people like myself. So... I dream of being of having a team out there because um, it would allow me to help my family out out there and my peoples that I have out there. And also um, it would be like a, a, a cool, I would still be working in something I love, right? Which is what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I dream about that. I'd, be, I'd love to be able to do that. Um, it's kind of like what I say. It sounds like what you get excited about is the opportunity to create opportunities. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. not hearing you say, "Oh, I dream about having a lot of money and going on vacation and stuff like that." Because some people do get in the business, and everybody with their own motivations and their priorities, right? I'm not who the heck am I to judge? Some people get in the business because they want to see a certain amount of money. I, I see it as an opportunity. And I want to be a millionaire, or whatever the heck. That's on mm-hmm. you. That's cool, right? Um, I get excited about what you talk about. I, I get excited about having a business that makes enough to where I could tell somebody, "Hey, I love to work with you. Come, come, come work with me." I've been waiting for that opportunity with you personally. We've we touched on it throughout the yeah. years. Um, it hasn't overlapped, you know, right? And maybe it'll happen in due time. I wish it would. I'd be it'd be an exciting moment the day that you know we tackled a, a particular project together, and it's like, all right, you're gonna do the web stuff. I'm gonna do the video, and let's work it out. And maybe that'll happen still. Who knows? I, I think um, so. The more you stay in your in that lane you're in, the more likelihood it's gonna happen because you're gonna find a need eventually. And they won't be able to solve it with like one of the tools that are available out. And don't you have to be like, hey, I know a guy. Um, let me find out what his availability is. And you know and what's funny? You know what's funny though? Even um, and I don't know if this sounds um if this sounds cheap or wrong or whatever, but there's gonna be people that even want somebody like you, in which I think would be overkill, but they still would want it. They'd want somebody to set up their Wix page in their Squarespace because they don't even know enough to deal with that. Yeah, it might be. I think right. there's a lot of people that don't understand domain names. Uh, you know what, what that's about buying the buying a domain name, making it private. If you choose to make it private, they don't understand SSL certificates and the cost that go into that. There's a lot of stuff people don't get with websites. Um, that they're they're proficient enough to go do a Facebook and an Instagram page, but when it comes to how do yeah. I get whatever.com, they don't know how to do that at all. Um, or they don't it, have the time, Tony. The That's time, the interest, thing. yeah, that too. Some people, too. like a CEO, I could see like a, like for yourself. Let's not mm-hmm. even use a CEO. Your company 
eventually becomes busy enough to the point where even working on a template that you can handle is something mm-hmm. that you're going to have to maybe delegate to someone else. I'm not saying, oh, let me call Ori because he knows how to code and I'm going to delegate this to him. You might not need like someone with my uh, like crazy experience. But if I am already working with you on another project or whatever or constantly, mm-hmm. then potentially you could say, yo, Ori, uh, update this and that on the whatever website real quick. Is that something you would, is that, and and I'm not saying beneath you in terms of pride, but is that something you would be interested in doing? Um, Or is that something you feel like it's kind of like bringing a nuclear missile to a knife fight? No, I do that stuff almost every day. There's tons of stuff that's part of my job that are not using my hardcore skills. It's part of the job. We should, Um, we should talk about that privately because there's stuff that I think there's opportunities there for real to where people don't. I, I, honestly, I, I think at the level of business I do with the people I work with, um, there's much more opportunity in template-based services and and just running the maintenance and, and doing the legwork than there is a budget or the need more than anything to have a yeah. customized website. Um, there, there, might, there might be a lot of benefit in, hey, we could do your website and it, it could be a Squarespace-based thing. Um, yeah. And no, I imagine I, for you, that'd be, taken, pretty, that'd be pretty fast. I got a job before doing that. Yeah. Yeah, there's jobs out there that are companies using Squarespace, but then they're using they're hiring developers like myself because they're extending Squarespace. So right. they're using Squarespace, but then you got you hiring a developer to take Squarespace and put it on steroids. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's common. Um, I landed a job before my I, I worked there for a week, and then I did the <laughs> <laughs> battled out of there. It wasn't bad. It's just that, unfortunately, I got a better offer. I was getting offers. Not something I do. It's unethical. Um, I don't accept offers and then turn around a week later and accept another one. But in this case, I had to make an exception because yeah. of something I was going through. And I don't mind sharing it. Uh, I I had I had a job. I, I was let go in uh, an unfair way. Unfortunately, the company started downsizing. I accepted a job to a company here in New Jersey. And they turned around days before or like a, the night before I was supposed to start. Uh, somebody did something very unprofessional. They reached out and said, don't come in tomorrow. Our new VP is having second thoughts about the position. Mm-hmm. Mind you, when you're when you, I had already met, taken steps to um, to move from New York City to New Jersey, spent a large portion of my savings on on that. I was starting work the next day. So of course, if I'm going to, if Tony accepts a job uh, in Washington, DC and the pay is big enough to move the family, of course, either Tony or the family itself is going to be out in Washington, DC, either at a hotel or already at living quarters the day before you start work. Right. Um, so they waited till right before. And so they put me in a situation where I had to, fight for my life pretty much and do what I consider to be unethical, which is accept a job. And then a week later, accept an even better job. Um, I remember that. I I, I regret that. I don't, I don't like doing companies like that, but they will do you like that. So they'll do you worse. As we had, we had that conversation. Yeah. We had that (laughs) conversation. I remember when it happened, the the, the more you talk about it, the more I remember Mm -hmm. a little more about the details. And that was kind of the consensus, the consensus that we reached. It's like, at the end of the day, when it's time, they, they don't give you no two weeks notice. They don't say, hey, you're going to yeah. get fired and you're gone in three weeks. They tell you, pack your stuff, leave now. You can pass um, away. They'll put an ad out for your replacement tomorrow. 
and they, and have, they have to exactly that that is maturity to understand that and, and to and to uh express that because that is the truth the business goes is, on it has to continue man if you were a business owner you would do the same thing i feel very bad that so-and-so passed away i feel very Matter bad fact, that so-and-so got sick but yeah, should, there's bills and things to pay i, I have it to would be on. an embarrassment for you you should for one be person at top of the company <laughs> you should be dead and embarrassed in your in your grave if they don't have to replace you then you were useless <laughs> no. that's funny that's funny if you don't need to be replaced then you should be embarrassed no nah, that's true you were useless you know um but yeah so uh, that happened and um it, it worked out for the better i landed at this great company um mm -hmm. still there and i don't know if i'm leaving Nah, right, ride it as long as as the, if you're enjoying it, man. Keep it going. Like I'm all for it. That's one thing I learned. Um, the, the one thing I've been learning a lot the last like the last year for sure is the whole mental health thing. That the, there was a uh, it, it became cliched and it kind of still is cliche to talk about mental health and stuff like that. Um, but I'm understanding it more from my side and understanding my emotions and understanding where reactions come from. And I'm like, if you're doing something that makes you feel fulfilled. And it's not harming the family. It's not harming you. And you, you genuinely fulfilled doing something uh, uh, positive and productive. And keep rocking. Keep doing it. it, yeah, it yeah. Why, why stop it? it? And I don't stop anything for money. Um, yeah. If I know this is going great here and this is going to be the path that's going to lead me to where I see I want the family to go, I'm going to stay there, even if it means a little bit more money somewhere else. I, I, I don't move because of money. I when learned I that move, the hard way. Yeah, no, when I, I recently made a move, um, you know, the, you know, I, I, I did moves career wise recently and it was not based on money, even though the money did increase. Mm -hmm. It wasn't based on that at all. It was based on flexibility of scheduling. Yeah. It was based on I can take care of the family the way I need to. I can take care of my business goals and my passion and my hobbies the way I need to. And I don't have to play the nine to five game. That's something I, I'm going to avoid that as much as I can. I take a pay cut. I take a significant pay cut if it meant keeping the flexibility I have now. I'm, I'm not moved by money. Before I got this, before the pandemic, I would tell people that call me. I get calls every day about other jobs and stuff like that. Hi, uh, placement, like experts, people that like uh, talent hunters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Scouts um, and stuff. I always tell them, if it's especially before the pandemic, now it's more common. But before the pandemic, I'd be like, for me to budge for my job based on money, it's got to be almost like a third more of what I make. And because that's how much I value being able to be home. I took on some challenges here when I bought this property. I got other pursuits that I have to face. And if I lose that, I'm going to have to hire somebody to do that. So, that's the part that's the part where i think of oriosi and i say that you, you do have a business mindset and i could see you owning a business because you have the um the courage you have the the, the tenacity to go out and make investments because you did something i talked about you the other day privately with, with my wife yeah. um because i said that there's people that handle their money differently there's people that save their money and then they go drop you know a couple grand on a vacation and that's important that's good that they do that i've done that um, that's and important. So, yeah, and, I've done that. I've done and, that. And, and it's people that and do that. the price too for doing it at the wrong moment, but at that that's, time it was necessary. 
No, it, it's it's important. I'm not I'm not yeah. discounting that at all. It's very important to take. I just finished talking about mental health. It's very important to go drop what's necessary to take the family out to go have a special moment. Yep. Um, but I brought you up because I said, and then there's other people that will sometimes forego that and risk all the money they have because they see an opportunity now to make an investment like what Ori did with the house. I was like, you know, there's yeah. a difference. There's people that go into debt to go stunt pretty much, right? Like I'm going to go into debt. I'm going to go into credit card debt. I'm going to go get a loan or whatever, because I want to go to Italy. I want to go over here. I want to go do exotic things. I want to have every sneaker, every, every, the biggest TV, whatever, right? They're in debt. They're paying off that debt nonstop for stuff that has no value. They, they, mm -hmm. they, it doesn't, it's not a real investment. And you did something that I feel like you, that's a business owner mindset. That's an investment right. mindset to say, you know what? We're going to grit through this. This is going to be tough. And I bet you yeah. it was tougher than you even, you thought it was going to be tough and it ended up being even tougher than that. It, it, um, yeah. I thought it was going to be like going up a tough hill and it became Mount Kilimanjaro. But yeah, hey, and you've been doing it as graceful <laughs> as you could. And the thing is, you know, you know what? And the thing is, you should be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you in that you did this at probably the most inadvisable time to do it. You did it when you were recently married. Lesson learned. You, you, you got married. And you yes. immediately, and the thing is, knowing a little bit what I know now, and I think you would agree to anybody getting married now, like the younger than us that's starting to get married, yeah. it's like, try to get your finances in order as much as you can, because Ooh. that first couple years, yeah, you, you're going to have a lot of tension in the house. I would assume based on my experience, what my parents tell me, what you've experienced, it's not the answer to everybody, right? I'm sure that maybe there's some marriages out there that they go perfectly fine. I don't know. In my experience, those first couple years, there's a yeah. ton of tension getting to know each other, right? And if you add financial hardship to that equation, it is terrible. It's terrible. Constant, it's, when you're already getting to know each other, don't, don't, you know, don't, you need to wash this dish. You need to get your stuff over here. Don't talk to me this way. I need my space at this type of the hour. I play video games. You need to learn how to move around me. Right. Getting to know each other and dealing with that. That's rough, it's already man. incredibly tough. And then you took on the responsibility of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to financially ruin us for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to put us in a situation no. that's going to be incredibly difficult. We're you going to be getting me? to know each other. And on top of that, I'm going to need to dedicate a, a massive amount of time to getting this place right. So we're not going to have the money. We're going to get to know each other the hardest way possible. And you're not even going to see, we're not going to be able to spend the quality time that we would probably want to because yeah. of this immense burden that we've taken on. I, but, I definitely regret some portions of that, man. Nah, but you shouldn't. Don't, 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 don't even say that because you yeah, learn from that no, and you get no, better. No, because you have, you, you, that's what makes you better. You have you to don't have the knowledge. If you, to regret it would be, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. But then you wouldn't be the person you are right now, and you wouldn't have the knowledge you have to deal with the next bigger thing because you're gonna deal with bigger things in your life. And especially if you end up opening a business, you are going to be mentally prepared now to deal with the stresses of having a business because you are dealing with a high level of stress. And managing the relationship with your wife and managing the relationship with the baby and managing your friendships, a lot of that is prepared that prepares you for business ownership. And I don't know everything about business ownership, but I know about stress and I know about trying to keep a cool head. Yeah. And I've been talking about that lately a whole lot. I've been talking about it with, with, with Joyce. That there's a perception, especially in minorities, especially in Hispanics, to where the man has to be in control. Not in control of being, um, um, you will do what I say and you shut up. I'm talking about in control of himself. There's a certain demeanor and a certain calmness and intention that's expected of us at all times. Um, and I, I've been talking lately about, yo, I, I, I need 
acknowledgement of what's going on in here and what's going on in my heart. I need just some consideration um, because it's very hard to have the expectation of having that brave face 24 seven. Like when does a man, when is he allowed to be hurt? When is a man allowed to be scared? Um, sometimes it feels like you can't and that, that creates a huge weight in the mental stress. Yeah. Um, and that's why I say, I'm proud of you in that you've been doing it. I did. We don't need to get into details cause we have real private conversations, but I don't mind. I mean, you've some been of the... doing it. You, you've been, but you've been dealing with stuff that most married men know about anything you can imagine the, the, the fights and disputes with the wife and, and, and raising a kid and, and, and what that's like and having a home, being a homeowner. I think the it's big tough. thing you touched on it, you, you glazed over it. I'm calling it glazed over, it, even though you went into it was this purchase and the timing of purchasing this home and the details and what it meant. And, and, and I think that it's important to dive into it in case anyone's watching that. Is going to find themselves in a similar situation you know me personally like i said like tony said i shouldn't regret it but certain certain things about it, i don't regret uh because i'm a i'm the oldest in my out of my brothers um you heard me mention that i'm a i'm a son of immigrants so obviously i don't have older siblings and people that, that are like walking the path before me i'm walking the path and making and finding dead ends or finding dead ends and having to like Plow through that dead end because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't got another option. I can't turn back around. That's mm -hmm. pretty much what happened. You know, when I when I purchased this home, I I opened up a black, I I kind of exposed myself to a black hole that I didn't really know about much. And to be clear, you didn't. And, and the reason I'm proud of the decision you made yeah. those because you didn't go into debt to have a home. You made you got an investment property an investment because property. Your, your home yeah. is is two homes. You have a multifamily home. It could be the idea if I make the right the basement and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the idea was we're going to get this, this massive loan that's going to yeah. take, you know, a, a massive chunk of our, our monthly income, because if we do this right, this house it, will eventually pay itself and we it's won't even have to worry about that. You've got to pay rent anyway. You, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Live with your parents your whole life? You can't. You have to go on your own path and become and, and unburden them with whatever responsibilities they are burdened with uh, by having you there in their home. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, do use your parents as much as you can, um, and, and 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 use them as a trampoline and be responsible. Don't just use people. Uh, be 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 a benefit to them. You know, do things mm -hmm. around the house and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but when you do move out, my advice to young couples and young men and young women, even if you're not married. Uh, Look for an investment property. Don't just dive into whatever first comes first. Try to get an investment property. Try to do something. This is my how I walk my path. Uh, the way I see uh, properties, they they have to make money for me. That's the way I view them. It's not that I'm like I. It's not that I think money is everything. Mm -hmm. But like somebody at work was giving me the same props you're giving me. He was like, "Man, I really love how you think, man. Wow, so your home. This is his words. Your home is a." An asset. It's not a liability. Like mm -hmm. my house is a liability to me. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's being a little harsh on himself because honestly, at the end of the day, you gotta pay rent anyway. You need, you need, so, you need a place to live, you and you're gonna have to pay, pay for that regardless. One way or another, your home is actually an asset. And mm -hmm. another thing I would say quickly to gla glaze over it: do not view. It's a very American thing that I've noticed. Do not view homes, or yeah, homes and property, like this, this thing. That you have and the moment it becomes sort of like a, a challenge 
you could either sell it, get rid of it, or whatever. Like the way I view homes and property, I already don't even refer to this house as my house. It's already something I'm doing. This mm. is my daughter's house. Mm. It's not my house. It's my kid's house. Why do I do that? I'm trying to pass on wealth. I'm not trying to make money. So then during my golden years, go somewhere and enjoy being sick and old. That's not how I'm moving through life. I don't know. Um, that's exactly what Jerome was talking about too. And then that's a, that's a feeling of um, we're getting old. This is just the truth. Yeah. We're starting to think about that. And, and we've seen um, people in the previous generation to where they broke their backs and the way Jerome put it is, I don't want to work until I'm old enough to then go get a part time at Walmart. Yeah, no, like you that's not that's something. not the goal, man. The goal is you, you worked so hard your life, you suffered, you went through all this pain and stuff like that, and now you physically can't move the way you move. Then you know you might not be as sharp. It's time yeah. for you. You you got some rest to do, man. You like yeah. rest. You're not gonna live forever. Um, I I, I don't. It's unfortunate to me that life is kind of set up the way it is. Like it's like you enjoy the first like 18 years, right? You have fun, you 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 go through some experiences, kind of carefree for the most part, even though kids have stress in their world is school, and that's important. But then you work so much. It's like the balance of like you work way more than you have time to actually rest. Like your health and your health and youth is spent. Yeah, and that's that's why it's important to appreciate the moments. Like it's time management is so important. And um, you know, when people don't want to chase stuff, I get it. When they don't want to, you know, dump the hours and hours it takes to chase a passion or a business, it doesn't even have to be explained to me. I understand it, man. Because if you're doing this the right way, especially if you don't come from means where like you're not a Trump and you're not a a, a, you know a, a family you know that's millionaires and stuff like that. Yeah, because those people have the the ability financially to set you up to where I can go buy you a building. I can go, you know, I can I can fund your dream, get you the capital you need to hire employees, and you won't have to go out there and grind it out by yourself the way somebody like us would have to. I I don't have the capital to say, or I'm gonna give you a full time job doing sales calls and doing coding or whatever whatever it is. I don't have that. What does that mean? I got to go out there and grind it out myself. I am the capital. I, I I have to go out there and Bingo. stay up till one, two in the morning because I can't afford to to, to hire anybody. So That's this is the reality mean. I live in. And either I accept that and do it, or I just go do the nine to five thing. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with either one, but you just have to accept the reality that if you choose the path of, of, of business ownership on a small scale or on a large scale, you're going to have to pay with your time. There's no other choice. Yeah. There's just none. Until you get to the point where you're making enough money to where you can hire someone, there's going to be a long process of pain and, and doing it yourself. And then eventually, though, if you stick through it, your business grows, you get a couple, yeah. you know, managers, supervisors, employees doing some of the stuff, and then you could walk away from it. And I then got the, you the can step in, in, you could have people, you could have the business is running and, and you, your time is yours and you, you can meet in a meeting in the morning and go golf midday. Exactly. Business exactly. needs you to run. And, and that's really my vision. And I'm executing on that. I, and I do envision myself living that life. Uh, you know, by the time I'm 60, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not working my butt off like that to enjoy my life uh, later in life like that with my money, and then leave my kids with just the way I raised them. Uh, I do envision myself uh, in this property. I talk a lot with my wife about our next property. 
mm-hmm. will more than likely be a multi a multi unit property, like maybe a small building or mm. a big a really big house with like at least three apartments or four apartments, something like that. That's awesome. Um, and and then outside of that, obviously, like I already mentioned, there's other business endeavors that maybe I might pursue. I'll tell you what I've learned though. Um, in, in this home and the purchase and all the DIY stuff I've done, um, I need to choose. I need to choose whether my next venture, uh, property wise will require my time and, and like focus. Um, because if I do want to pursue those, that other dream about that other company or whatnot, right. I, I'm not sure unless I stop working, then I could handle both. Um, I could do the, like stop working for my like companies and stuff like that. And just literally code mm-hmm. on the side for my business and mm-hmm. then work as well, uh, you know, managing and handling uh, the restore, the restoration of my properties and things like mm-hmm. that. I could handle both, but I cannot handle three, like a professional job, uh, like starting a coding business with like a team in Dominican Republic, as well as managing and handling day to day management of, um, rebuilding or constructing yeah properties. you could you could you could do them all but you're right in terms of um the the nine to five job with your, your daily responsibility where you report to somebody else that's the thing yeah. that has to get cut at some point because you could for point. sure do three four or five different businesses people do it all the time um that that happens in, in the united states you're gonna need employees um but it's yeah. possible you could be a, a, a have a real estate business income you could have a coding income um wow man that, that, that's, I, that's something that, that's something those people I'm wondering if they're on if they're on drugs. Nah, you you get employees. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> but you get you have are. you have to get employees though. You're not gonna do it yourself. You're I not. got I got me something that helps. Um, coffee. The coffee. I'm starting y'all be drinking coffee. coffee. Yeah, y'all be drinking coffee way too late. It's I don't. We'll, we'll play the game at twelve in the morning. Tell us I'm gonna get a coffee. Like what? Who me? Right? Yeah, I'm like they know. At the first, I don't even like coffee. Then I'll pop off. I don't even. I don't even <laughs> like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> No, it does. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it can't be good. Doesn't it give you kidney stones? I don't know. I don't drink sugar. It's everything black. Gives you kidney stones. Oh. <laughs> it's black coffee usually. And another thing about me, I'm very, 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 very creative at night. After me, yeah, no, it's, it's different. Monster you know, it's funny. I'm the most creative at night, but I'm the most productive in the morning. So I got to find a way to manage this. Like I can get a lot of mundane tasks done early in the morning, but as far as creativity and when I feel like artistic, artistic, it's in the evening. That's when I get my ideas for music, when I get my ideas for videos and stuff like that. But if I got to do any menial stuff, like if I had to cut grass or if I got to do some data entry tasks or something, um, just mundane stuff. Yeah. In the morning, I can knock that out and I feel good. And then I get excited because I'm like, yo, I got all night now to to deal with my creative stuff and I have a blast nice. coming up with skits for videos and, and different things. And this podcast, the, the, you know, different stuff I want to do. I got something the- about it because I, I need to, I need to gain access to this aspect of my uh, brain, my abilities and try to make it so that it either comes in earlier in the day or, or in the mornings because it's not sustainable. I've, I've been, I've been a soldier when it comes to a lot around the house here my mm-hmm. willpower and how how I power through things. Uh, I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like a like I'm full of myself, but 
sometimes I do feel like a superhero around here. Like <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, yo, what are you on? Like when you see what I do, yo, I stand back sometimes like there's no way I did all this. And it's incredible what pressure and having no other avenue will do. Um, and that's really, you know, I'm talking about my bathroom really right now. Yeah, not a pro um, the project of remodeling the bathroom. I remodeled my bathroom and it's been a journey. Incredible. I've taken on so many things I didn't know about nothing. And it's better than a lot of people pay like $10,000 for a bathroom. Right. Guess what? I made a better one. You know, like <laughs> that's what my bathroom has. Everything, you know, that that guy paid like 10000 for. Like, oh my gosh. Um, right. And the amount of labor that went into that. Yeah. And I didn't even really touch on, and we'll do, I'll touch on this in another episode or whatever. Like mm -hmm. my heating system. Like, yeah. I'm going to be talking about that in my social media, like in, uh, coming up in the next few months. But, um, but yeah, like the things I do around this house, man, there has been some moments where I have felt like a superhero. Um, you should be to, to be to be raising a daughter and and, and to be you know to, to to provide for your wife emotionally and financially and, and have that stability. Yeah, you should. It's, it's it, that's what I said. I'm I'm proud of you. It's not even be, being. I'm not trying to be a cliche about it. Or whatever. Like, I don't say that often. Um, yeah, there's things I'm doing. Some inspiring stuff. It, it, it motivates me. That's why I was talking to you about the bathroom stuff too. It's like if Ori did it and it's not a knock to you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like if he did it, I might be able to do it too. That's really why I share that stuff because I, I a lot of my other people that hit me up like, well, how do you do this? I'm like, bro, I went on YouTube, I watched the video, I watched another video, and then I went to Home Depot or Lowe's. I spent like two hours looking at the things. Like, so how does this go together? Hmm. Uh, people don't know that it takes crazy time investment. Um, but you'll figure it out. A lot of stuff Home Depot, Lowe's, is made for homeowners, especially right. at Lowe's. Lowe's a lot. How many people have a lot of contractors? But if you go to Lowe's, a lot of times Lowe's is a lot, a little bit more homeowner friendly. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot, very like bait for DIY. Um, and the staff generally should be helpful at, at these places. Um, take some of these things on because some of them are like, you know, like say something wrong with your toilet, you need to replace it. Anybody can replace a toilet. You just call your cousin. It's heavy, but that's the hard part. You mm -hmm. can replace a toilet with another. Anybody can do that. It's um, two bolts. Yeah, it's two bolts. It comes right out. <laughs> it's got a wax ring inside. Got the wax ring at the bottom. Don't bother buying another one. Just get the rubber one. And that way you, you won't have to worry about, did I put it in right? Did, does this work? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> um, oh, but man. Yeah. But, like, definitely, like, I guess to con so people don't think, like, I'm some sort of, like, uh, egomaniac or whatever. Um, I did some things in this house. I put, I took some risks and I overcame and it was against all odds. You know, my wife was pregnant at the time. I'm talking about my heating system in this case. Um, it, it, I didn't have a heating system in this house. We spent two winters without a heating system in New Jersey. Um, that sounds crazy. It is crazy. Um, it was we, rough. A bit too much. We, we try to do too much. We try to remodel too much at once. We ran out of money. We had to just cut our losses and and then um, remodel the uh, the apartment upstairs so we could rent it. And and when it when when um, when the cold started coming in, we started to realize, yo, we're not gonna have time to redo the heating system downstairs. 
where we live. And so I prepared for that. I got I got heating units that run off propane and we survived that way. And then I, I started to like look into the expense of paying for a new heating system. And it was expensive as all hell. And we didn't have that capital. So I started to started to look into what could I do to do it myself. And I kind of gave up and started to save up to to do it my to to have someone do it. And I don't know how or where, but the powers that be at Facebook and YouTube, incredible. Something started coming in, like videos about people DIYing this sort of like method to heat your house mm-hmm. with a with a hot with a hot water heater, not a boiler. How how does that work? What? Um, how can you heat a house with a hot water heater? You know, hot water heater, people should know. They don't. There's boilers and then there's hot water heaters. Boilers are used to heat homes. In New York City or in like northern states, all that banging in the pipes, that's the boiler, you know, um, old buildings. And then obviously the the newer homes have the baseboard heating, which just goes around your home. Uh, those are all using boilers. You know, I never heard of using a hot water heater, which is what right. you shower with to heat a house. Long story short, there's ways, and they're 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 within reach for a DIY person. You don't need to weld anything. Uh, the complex parts is making the distribution system, and that's complicated. I had to buy a book. That's where my <laughs> my coding experience and taking on languages I never heard of, computer science languages I never dealt with. And I know for a fact that if I buy a book, I sit down. There's no coding problem. I can't figure out a way to either circumvent or solve. Right. And, and this DIY stuff around the house is just a matter of trying to do it and, and persisting. It will be costly if you make mistakes, but you'll get it done. You'll figure out a way to either get around it or solve it. And in another episode in the future, Maybe we'll delve on that a little bit. Maybe yeah, we'll no, delve. we'll talk. We'll talk about home ownership and 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 yeah, best practices and, and what you yeah. can and can't do on your own. We'll focus on that instead of like the whole career and coding and. Yeah, no, because it's all of it, and I appreciate I appreciate the 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 time, man, to 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 come in here and talk because you know you know my goal really was to to. The bottom line is I don't pretend I know everything, even though I might joke around like that. We talked about it earlier, about we joke like you know I, I I'm the best at this yeah, and that, the other. But I know whatever I want, I'm Google. I don't, I don't, I don't know enough. Um, I don't know enough. And I think it's of value to have these conversations, um, at all levels of life, you know, talk about a little bit of business, talk about what it is to be a dad and, 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 and a husband and, and maneuvering through that. Cause that's the stage we're in now. Um, and I, I, I do this to seek information it, it's, it's more for me, for my own personal growth. And, um, yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out there cause maybe somebody else could take some, some gems from it. Um, and, and apply it to their life. Some of the personal stuff that we go through that we know about each other, that issues we've gone through, I'm pretty sure like some people are going through because mm-hmm. it can't just be us. And no, nah, uh, it's not. I, I talk about that all the time. As much as we are reality. unique and special, we're not that different. Um, the, the, the personalities fit into six or seven different buckets that psychologically broke been broken down. Like we we we're unique, but we're not that different from a lot of people out there, the, the rest of the world. So yeah, and the situations in life, you know, they're I'm pretty sure they're similar, you know, 
You it's the same arguments. It's, it's the same. It's the same adversity at different levels. Um, it, 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 all of its scales. But either way, we're gonna keep having the conversations, man. Um, I, I, it's gonna keep reaching out to people. You're gonna be back up here. I don't know how often I'm gonna have people. I don't want to put pressure on anybody. I never reached out and said, "Hey, I need so and so," you know, once a week because I understand the people I'm talking to have lives and careers and stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, you do know that, like, as long as I don't have like a major project pressing me. Mm -hmm. I, I'll try to like either get on gaming with you or or whatever you're doing. Like this, yeah. I love this stuff. It's fun to have these conversations. You know, thank uh, thank God for uh, for Warzone, man, because it, it's really Warzone that that got this moving. Uh, us, yeah, for us, it, it sparked it back up. The the, the regular communication, like yeah. two three times a week. There was a minute where we were playing every night, and that yeah. was a bit too much. It was. I wasn't getting <laughs> anything done around the house. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we got that prestige, and we got a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, man, crazy. I don't know what's wrong with us. Why I got a hundred wins in Warzone? <laughs> Why do we value this stuff? I'm better than you. It, it, it gets really bad, toxic, and it gets terrible. It gets terrible. One, one, one day we need to bring. We could bring our guy Jeremy in, and we could look at a couple of the videos or something because yeah. uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious to break down the oh, the, God, the mindset. Yes. So, what were you thinking here when the whole team went left and you went right, and then oh, you wanted man. to lie and say you didn't? Some um, uh, teamwork is just. And not innate. No, you know, it's, no. It's, Some people will will try to succeed on their own uh, at the detriment oh. of everybody else around them. <laughs> <laughs> I have that issue. I, I I sacrifice for myself often, and I actually has caused issues with uh, between my, in my marriage. You know, there's things about me that I sacrifice that I'm willing to sacrifice. That, uh, and I know we were kind of like tailing off into the. Into yeah, now we still are, but get your thought out. Like, there's things innate uh, about myself that I'm willing to sacrifice. That you know, my wife isn't comforts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why, like I, like I was saying that some things I regret. Like, I do regret putting my wife through that. The the house, man. Like, it's not. It's not that she's um, scared or afraid of that, but I do recognize that people got to know. People don't know. I guess our listeners. Yeah, my wife was uh, a recent immigrant. She only came to the country like five years ago. She's mm -hmm. taken on a lot. And then yeah. three years into or two years into her journey into this country, you buy a house, a fixer upper. And you're, you know, it's causing money issues. And, you know, what, what I mean by money issue is like we don't got money to go on vacations and, and enjoy a young marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. It's old school style. You know, DR yeah. back in the day, PR back in the day, mommy and daddy busting their ass to to make things work. It's nowadays if you can avoid that, I would say consider it. I'm not gonna say um, ignore it because sometimes you, you got no, you got to uh, tighten up, you know, your pants and and take on these challenges. No choice, um, or it might be the best choice, to, especially when you're young, um. But if it's avoidable and you can have a way to navigate this issue early on in a relationship, consider, you know, uh, postponing or prolonging or slowing down the process so that you can handle it. Like nowadays with the Internet, you have a big brother. Oriosi, like mm -hmm. he's kind of he's kind of too much of a self-starter sometimes myself. I'm speaking about myself. Um, 
I know I don't have an older brother and I have Jose, I have Tony, and sometimes I'm going through things and because I don't like sharing some of these issues, I stay to myself. You know, when I was buying this home, I, I kept it to myself. I didn't tell Jose, I didn't tell, because I was going through something. We kept losing homes. We kept bidding on homes and being told, no, someone else outbid you. Mm -hmm. There's an art to buying homes and properties. You gotta be, you can't be, you can't catch feelings. Right. Just keep it, keep it business. Um, and this challenge here grew on me and I took it on. But um, if I was single, it might've been easier because the being married introduced this, like, uh, this level of um, timing, like it introduced a timing, a, a ticking clock, right? To so the whole situation, like, yeah, the sense of urgency. Yeah. The urgency, right. You marry, you have like the, the, the pregnancy. Yo, that is a crazy clock. You got nine months to like figure all these things out, you know? Um, right. So uh, some things, if they can be mitigated, mitigate them. You know, if they can't buckle down and, um, and don't shy from uh, DIY projects and things like that. Find the time, even if you got to take a three-month hiatus from gaming, from video gaming. It sucks, but hey, you can do it. Um, there's a time for everything, man. You can have everything you want, but not at the same time. There's a, there's a time for everything, man. Bingo. Um, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> you, you got to get down and do it, and it's time to be big boys, right? We're, we're grown men. We're adults. Um, yeah. Stop complaining that this is the reality you're in. If you, Unless you got the money to hire a contractor, you got that much money that you... You can yeah. tell somebody, go do it. I'm not even going to worry about it. Pull up your pants, go out there and do it yourself because there's no other choice. That or let your investment fall apart. Let the house get torn apart. Let, let it fall to pieces um, and then deal with that heartache later. That sucks. Don't do that. No, ah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But that's your, your options, right? Like, like if you're yeah. going to complain and say, oh, this is too expensive. Okay. <laughs> Think um, of your I, children. Either learn to do it yourself or yeah. complain and watch it disappear. Or make enough money, save money, and go get somebody to do it. It's gonna be expensive. Yeah. Um, but all we have in this life is time, man. But all, all I'm saying is I'm going out like the like a what do you call it? A supernova. When I when I die, pass away old age, hopefully. I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving nothing. I'm leaving legacy. I'm trying to leave some wealth for my children. And, and yeah, th these homes. When I do work, I put my heart and soul, like, I'm thinking of, oh, you know, I should have mentioned this. Oh, man. We didn't even dive into, like, stuff that make makes us passionate and, like, we identify with, but. We did a little bit, but we got more episodes to do. Yeah. It's fine. We, we there's, can't, we can't there's milk some, every conversation right now. There's some stories that I identify with. Um. Some Lord of the Rings things. The writer J.R.R. Tolkien he touches on some things about human psychology, psychology, and and some things that are really powerful. Mm -hmm. And there are the initial part of Lord of the Rings is fought over some, you know, the whole deal. The Lord of the Rings is fought over uh, wealth. Uh, wealth is the rings and power, things like yeah, that. the obsession, the obsession yeah. of power. So it's always like these these physical things that are either powerful or beautiful to the point where uh, you, when men will fight over it, like Troy, they fight over that lady that was really beautiful, Helen. Um, mm -hmm. 
and then in the in the first part of Lord of the Rings, it's called the uh, the the something of the Simmerals or something like that. The Fellowship of the Ring. There, no, the, the 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 initial part where before the Fellowship of the Ring, the the era before before um the Hobbit and all that. Before the Hobbit and all that, there's another, there's a whole nother, um, like story universe. Okay. It's the Simmerals. And it's actually these three beautiful gems that were created, um, that drive these crazy conflicts, but they were created by a, by an elf and he wasn't a god or nothing. So it wasn't created by a god. It was created by this elf who's the most beautiful things in the world or something like that. And I do envision myself sort of like Feanor, that's his name, creating those gems when I work on something here around my house. I do literally can't get my daughter out of my head um, mm. when I'm when I'm doing this stuff. Like some guys would say, some people come up to me like, aren't you spending too much money on that? Like, and I think, no. Like when I watch programs on people in Europe living there and living in their great, 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 great grandparents house that they built 200 plus years ago i'm thinking no i'm not wasting my time i'm building i'm, I'm grabbing uh, or not my money i'm buying good wood the buck stops with me you know right um that's the way i that's the way i view it the buck stops with me when it comes to passing the buck and problems and things like that and, and, the, and, and, and some I'm great moments some great moments you're going to have is when she gets old enough for her to stand next to you while you're doing these things. And yeah, you start teaching her. You start teaching her how to do these things on her own. That that's, that's, I get what you're saying, man. The motivation is legacy and these kids going to be better. I might yeah. not leave them a ton of money because who knows the economies go up and down situations yeah, yeah. happen. Um, but we definitely want to leave the kids with, with the right mental attitude and, and the emotional strength to push through and, and to have drive and to motivate them to have drive and pursue dreams. That's, that's the thing. If nothing else for them to have the drive and, and, and the mindset that they could do whatever they want to do. And because they saw their parents push and chase what they wanted to do. Right. If nothing else, to do the same too. So they can have that. So they can do the same with their kids and they're not going to be able to, unless you show them that it can mm -hmm. be, or they might be able to, but they'll have to hit a lot of those dead ends. Like I did and, you know, you know, a lot of those dead ends, it's inhuman to expect a human to always overcome, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So you got to try to do your best to set them on this path that runs into as little many as dead ends as possible. And and and, um, and you'll see, I think it, you, should, you should have great success, you know, uh, with uh, raising kids. We'll touch on that next time, you know? We didn't yeah. even touch on it. No, we will. We, we will. We'll touch on relationships, um, home. Uh, like, like home ownership. Yeah, dude, we gotta talk about fatherhood, about fatherhood. Uh, being a husband. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. So um, it's crazy, but it's important, and we'll have those conversations. Um, yeah. But this has been great, man. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, the good thing about this is that I don't expect anybody to necessarily always watch these. It's gonna be on yeah. Apple. It is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. I've listened to very long podcasts before the three, four hours stuff, because, you know, while I'm in the car, I hear a couple yeah. minutes, then I get back in. I hear more minutes audio wise video. I don't, I don't expect people to sit down and watch it. But for those people that, you know, if you yeah. if you got that, uh, an iPhone or Android, it's going to be there to listen to the audio and it'll pick right back up wherever you left off. And um, not only that, but maybe we should consider publishing like snippets. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm I, I'm trying to do at least one for every episode. So there'll be a snippet yeah. of this. Um, and, and as I get more time, I want to do more snippets and more promotion. Um, because to be honest, this to me is going to be a segue into the platform where I launch my music. That's that's going to be the end game for this season of of, of what I want to do a business. And we'll talk right. about that too. That's something else important to me too. Why I started a whole new LLC, um, and how that fits in with tsunami and everything I have going on now too. Um, right. But we'll save that for the next one, man. I, I appreciate yeah, you like crazy, so man. I appreciate the time. We could do two yeah. more hours if if nah, we're we, gonna do we're gonna do a bunch more. We skimmed over a lot of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. for the crowd out here, for the people out here. If anybody's yeah. reading, we skimmed over problems in our relationship and hitting our past, you know, and mm -hmm. coding. There's still so much more that could be discussed about. There's so that's so interesting. For the next one, and maybe not the next one, because it's, it's so many topics. I was going to try to do it now, but I didn't prepare you for it because I want you to go in through one of the uh, like the Halo thing you did and show the code and the same thing you did yeah. with me and Jose where you were like, yo, you see this, the the, the, the glowing orbs. I did that. Yeah. And you showed us how you well, code it. I prepare a nice one that's simple. So that it's easy to understand, and yeah, because nah, maybe I think, who knows, somebody might be might be like, "Well, I didn't know that was that easy." I, let me look into this. You know, mm -hmm. you never know. That's, that's how I got into web development. I didn't know it was like that, and out of nowhere, it just opened my eyes. Like, oh shoot! Yeah, no. Nah. A lot of people think a lot of this stuff is rocket science, or that you need a degree or whatever. It's yeah. a skill set. It's a skill set, but I get your point. It, it's, it's, it can be passion. sharpened. Yeah. Passion is really all you need for almost anything, unless it's like astrophysics, you know? And <laughs> nah, you need a passion for everything is right, but <laughs> nah, man, this is, this is, this is it for now, man. We'll, we'll call it a night. I appreciate you like crazy, man. We'll be, we'll be back right. in touch doing more of these. Um, and that's it for now, bro. We'll, we'll, we'll take it easy and, uh, until the next time. Yeah, we'll be in touch until obviously we'll be talking, but until next time for everybody else out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs>